Zone. We're about to get into some real uh, college football this week. It kicks off for a week away from the NFL. Uh, soccer is in full swing. Uh, not necessarily in our favor last week. Uh, some tough losses for me. Some uh, really bad. <laughs> no wins for you, basically. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're, we're getting into the season here. We're about a week away from everything uh, fully going on. Uh, let's kick off soccer. We'll finish up on our college football previews and then uh, fi- uh, start to round out our NFL yeah. previews. Uh, we'll also have a separate show where we'll have our college football futures yeah. that'll drop after this. We both got a pretty big list of college football futures. Uh, I-, I know that's a thing I always love. I, I just love futures. If you can handle the... Uh, holding <laughs> of your funds for a long period of time. It's always my favorite thing to do is sort of predict how the season will go yeah. and then watch it play out and go on week to week. But uh, let's kick things off in the Premier League. Uh, Friday, there wasn't much. Uh, I, I mean, if Chelsea scores three goals, I guess <laughs> yeah. you got to celebrate a little bit. Uh, but it was versus Luton Town, so I, I don't think we'll break down that much other than uh, – Probably needed, uh, I'd say, for Chelsea. But uh, let's get into a couple of the games Saturday, uh, a couple that really uh, sort of cost you money here. Uh, we'll kick it off with Arsenal and Fulham. Yeah. Um, this is, what, week three now that Arsenal has not looked very good. And th- this, I thought, was probably the worst I thought they'd looked all year long. They sort of got away with it. For the first two weeks, but they were down early in here. Yep. Had to sort of find a cheapy uh, penalty goal there where Shaka converted and uh, Nikita got one uh, real late. But then once again, uh, you know, Fulham got that header right uh, towards the end of the uh, the match where Arsenal once again wasn't defending. What do you make of, of this Arsenal team right now? And how, I mean, I, I think... They've probably been your number one team that had cost you money so far this year. How do you sort of adjust your wagering on them right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away uh, from right now just because they're they're trying to screw around and, and just assume they're going to win these games, yeah. which they managed to do in the first two weeks. But, I mean, Fulham's not amazing. Yeah. Um, but they just really struggled to score. Uh, you know, had a lot of possession there, but, you know, couldn't get much across. Got a, you know, questionable, you know, penalty and then, yeah. and, and you know, Got a couple across, but still wasn't enough to take care of Fulham. Got the draw, um, which for them, they're they're feeling a loss on that, especially being yeah. at home. Uh, I think the home they, yeah. losing it, not losing, drawing at home though, it, yeah. it felt like a loss. It is really where I, I thought this would be the game where you know, two games to sort of warm yourself up. Home game, Fulham, who hasn't looked great, uh, and I thought they'd kick off and you know pull one of these three ones. That they were doing last year, and they just they haven't been able to find the real, 
yeah. rhythm. They did get the two goals, uh, which did get your over two and a half. But, uh, I mean, it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I had the over one and a half yeah. arsenal. Uh, they got that one late, and then that parlayed that with yeah. another game uh, that didn't turn out so well. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, Gabby Jesus came on late in that game. Is he going to be ready to go full go? I, I don't know if he'll be ready to go full go, nor will I. I don't know if they'd want to take that chance. I mean, we'll get to the Real Madrid situation with Vinicius a little bit later, uh, throwing hamstring guys out there with tape on and expecting it to be okay. But uh, do you feel maybe uh, Jesus comes back, this gets a little better? Because I, I don't know if their problems are really up front. It. This weird concoction where Partey's playing, you know, right back. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to pile on Kai Havertz because everybody else is. But yeah. uh, it, the things that are different from last year's team seem to be what is causing this team not to flow a, as well. Yeah, it's just they can't get into a rhythm. And they just they, they definitely don't look like a team that's going to be able to get a top four finish. Yeah. Uh, next, we're going to break down the Everton-Wolverhampton Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone actually pay attention to this game? There was I, a goal. I well, will say that. I, I did tell you before the game we didn't make it in our plays, but the under one and a half was, uh, I think it was like two to one. Yeah, and I, uh, we we knew there wasn't going to be more yeah. than a goal here. And we should have played that. I very much wanted to uh, play a very, very heavy uh, OO, and I almost got they it. They barely got the yeah. one there at the end. Uh, but, no, we will not uh, break down that game too much. Uh, Manchester United, Nottingham Forest, which was actually a really, really good game. Forest got two goals really, really quick. One, you know, uh, a weird little bounce there where it basically uh, Bali was just standing around the goal yeah. and it basically just hits him and goes in. Not much you could do about Another one, the keeper just yeah. jumps uh, out of the way. Uh, <laughs> not much you can do about that, but, I mean, they were threatening early. But uh, uh, once again, uh, I think, uh, though United, I thought, started to play better in the second half, uh, it, it seems like officiating, once again, Yeah. Somehow lends itself to going uh, Manchester United way. Got, uh, I guess, a red card. I could, you could make an argument for it, but it, it seemed pretty soft. And that penalty uh, on, on Marcus Rashford, uh, I, I'm not sure there was even any contact. And if there was, it was of the slightest brushing. Yeah. Uh, I, but uh, Manchester United once again. Once again, just like Arsenal continues to, I just say, not look great and look vulnerable. Uh, you know, they have six points out of possible nine, so I don't know how much you could complain. But certainly if a couple officiating things went different, we're, we're probably talking two points out of a possible nine. Yeah, here. definitely. Um, I I think if, uh, I, I just, I don't know, that, that, that red card was weird and then the, the penalty was just yeah. terrible, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, th I think at best, this should have been a draw. Yeah. Uh, them being able to get a win was definitely some help with the officiating, in which, you know, they got that in the last one, which yes. probably should have been a draw. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, like you said, they're on the same page as Arsenal. I think underperforming, you know, not exceeding or not meeting expectations, or maybe if you had, maybe you'd had these expectations of these teams, but I, th I thought we were going to see a little bit of a turnaround for uh, United a yeah, little bit this what, year, but they kind of look like the same old United. Yeah, and what concerned me now, granted, you know, uh, 
putting Martial up front was not the answer. I, I think I sent you a text because yeah. I, I was up in the mountain so I couldn't I get a lot of reception. I was like, where's Rashford playing? And you're like, on the wing. Uh, I was like, who's up front? You put Martial. I go, oh, okay. And I was like, this is going to be a struggle. Uh, you know, they did find some off. Uh, the Christian Eriksen goal was beautifully worked. And, uh, you know, I will say they got the Casemiro goal, like, you know, found it, but that penalty really, really, I, I thought was soft. Like I said, you could probably argue the red card. I, I could I could listen. I, I wouldn't validate it, but you could at least make a case for it. But that penalty, I, I don't think you can make a, a case for at all. But uh, nonetheless, United now six points. So, I, I mean, they're getting their points, but yeah. it doesn't look pretty. I... I, I I think the play there on Gimlin on them, if if they go up just like they did a week ago versus Tottenham, they go up against one of the big boys, which they do uh, this week. And the other <laughs> struggler in Arsenal, I, yeah. I might be a little aggressive on Arsenal here. If uh, we can get some 60 minutes out of Gabby Jesus, I think. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm feeling they'll, Arsenal might rotate the lineup a little bit move Kai Havertz to the bench, move Partey back into the midfield, sort of balance things out. Uh, before we get off Saturday, probably the most entertaining game was yeah. Brighton and West Ham. This I, is the one that cost <laughs> me a lot of money right here. I, I think uh, this one really hurt you because it, it was just classic West Ham where <laughs> Basically, they sit back and have Brighton hammering on their box the whole game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, three quick counters, bam, bam, bam. And yeah. they're the ones who win 3-1. But, I think uh, West Ham had something like 18%, 20% possession in this game. Yeah. Uh, it, certainly those last 20 minutes, I don't even think they touched the ball. But, uh, you know, when when Miguel Antonio's, you know, just bullying those guys on the Brighton back line, and they can hit that counter. Uh, yeah. You know, West Ham, it, it it could be like it was, you know, two or three years ago where they were not – they were battling for top four but ended up finishing top six. Uh, I've thought they've got off to a really, really good yeah. start this year. Uh, so, But they're right up there behind City now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be – I'm keeping an eye. I, I don't know if I want to be aggressive because – they will be in Europe again, and, and that seemed to be a little bit of their downfall because they don't quite have the depth. But uh, nonetheless, they get in there. Uh, we'll touch on Villa uh, after that disastrous Newcastle because it probably leads into our next. But uh, Villa, once again, just put it on Burnley. Uh, three goals for Villa. This is second game in a row where they've had, you know, three and four goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villa looking good, at least right now, including a a midweek win where they got five and a hat trick from Watkins. So Villa seems to be over, uh, you know, that that first game where they sort of dropped off at the 60. Yeah. Transition into. Two straight wins. The Newcastle United Liverpool. Uh, we were pretty pumped up after that opening week. Yeah. Because we thought that win versus Villa was going to sort of lead something. And I don't know what it's led to, but it's led to two just... Once again, they they didn't try to go after the win. Yeah. I mean, they got up 1-0. They probably should have had a red card from Trent Alexander-Arnold early. I get that, but, you know, they didn't get it. They did get the red card from Van Dyke, basically playing from, you know, uh, 25 minutes on. Yeah. A man up, 
get that goal from Gordon, which was a beautifully, you know, worked goal, uh, perfect shot. Little unlucky on the uh, Almiron and uh, uh, save that Allison made, which was a ridiculous save. But that that second half, they seemed content with winning the game 1-0. Yeah. It, it just, two weeks in a row, we haven't seen Newcastle play with that same sort of intensity uh, to really put these teams away. And, and you know, it, it cost them here. I, I, I think this could be a really huge momentum swing for Liverpool, too. They were they were kind of sitting in the same boat as United and Arsenal, and I think this could be the, the game that separates them, gets them a little bit of momentum, and they move forward and, and maybe get on a run here. Yeah, uh, uh, really impressive with Liverpool. Uh, basically, they defended uh, the last 70 minutes of the yeah. game like I had never seen them defend. And then just picked the right time and then solid counters. Yeah, and then just a perfect move by Klopp. Once that game was 1-0 with about 10 minutes left, put in Nunez, opened up the offense a little bit, see if he could, you know, snake one goal. I don't think he was going in there thinking he was going to get a yep. win. And uh, a little fortuitous uh, <laughs> of a bounce, but Nunez was behind yeah. him. So once that ball, you know, bounced off of him and went forward. Nunez was all alone on goal, and then basically just a replay of it yeah. on the second goal. Nunez once again gets right behind and puts in a just a perfect, perfect uh, ball. Uh, you know, I, I missed the first part of this game. I ended up rewatching the full game later. Uh, you know, I started thinking a, a little bit about Newcastle here. It's probably a little early to get on... Coaches a little in trouble, <laughs> but you have essentially we we talked about it last. You have two games versus two teams you think are going to be contenders, uh, certainly for the Premier League, definitely for the top four, and, and two games where you're sort of in the position to take advantage of a situation. We mentioned Manchester City playing their fourth game in two weeks, coming off a mid week game, you know, in the Middle East. They didn't play real aggressive there. Week later, same sort of thing, didn't play real aggressive there. I'm just, I'm curious how long, you know, the Saudis will be patient, <laughs> uh, you know, because they might be a little bit of a victim of their own success. I don't think last year they thought they were going to be sort of a an easy top four team. Yeah. You go into this year, you sort Expect of it. pencil in top four and maybe contender. You have that first week where you go, oh, we're we're right there. We just beat Aston Villa 5-1, and Villa's now won 4-1 and 3-1 yep. in the next two games. And I just, I wonder if they see that play from the last two weeks and are like, Eddie Howe's a good coach. He can get us organized. He can get us things. But uh, we need a pep or we need a Jurgen yeah. Klopp who can put us into championship uh, gear. Do you think <coughs> the Saudis would be sort of rash like that, or you think they're, they'll, they've been patient adding guys. They yeah. haven't gone out and just, you know, thrown money everywhere. Chelsea style, which they could easily do. 
But I, it just made me curious. I'm like, do they see this and say, this is Eddie Howe's limit. He can't beat the elite teams with the elite coaches. Well, I know I'm you know, still relatively new, just a few years into soccer. But well, it's been a the, fun two years you've come in. I think every coach but like yeah, four got fired. My, my, my experience with the coaching hiring and firing is, is um, it's a short leash on everybody. <laughs> so uh, I tend to lean if, if Newcastle doesn't you know, start moving their way towards the top half of the table yeah. here soon. Because um, you know that right now they're just a just a short jump away from the bottom of the yeah. table, um, so yeah, I think they need to turn things around quick. I or... it just it crossed my head, and then I was like, <laughs> I wonder what I could get for first coach fired Eddie Howe. I don't think it'll happen because you know, in hindsight, you know, lose to Liverpool, lose to Man City, you aren't exactly like our coach. Terrible. What is he going to yeah. do? But it, it it just was sort of the way they played. Same thing, not aggressive. It, it wasn't Newcastle style that we had seen for yep. all of last year and the first game this uh, week. Let's move to La Liga. Uh, I, I didn't think a ton happened. Uh, the most interesting thing was Real Madrid. Uh, hits keep coming here. This one I, I thought was a little of their own doing. If you watch the game, uh, Vinny Jr. about... I don't know, <coughs> 10, 15 minutes. Was, I think it was around 20. Uh, he, he pulled up Lay. Yeah. Uh, they pulled him to the side, uh, put some athletic tape <laughs> on it, uh, gave the coach the thumbs up, went back in, put a long ball over, Vinny went running, and uh, Vinny went uh, pop on the hammy. And then uh, we, we get the interview afterwards that, you know, everything's going to be okay. We expect him to be back. Uh, two days later, it's, yeah. it's now a four to six weeks uh, type thing. So uh, I, I'm just, hits are coming here on Real Madrid. Yep. We're now no Benzema, no Vinny, no Courtois, and no Militao. At what point do we start to worry about uh you know, Real Madrid. Well, they're still managing to get wins. <laughs> yes, so. I will say that. They're 3-0. They found a gold. Uh, you know, Jude Bellingham apparently is going to score 65 goals on this season uh, from his midfield position. But I- I'm getting a little worried here that uh, this – it hasn't been pretty for Real yeah. Madrid. Now, it-, it hasn't really been pretty for the last three years. But like you said, they found a way to win. But uh, I- I'm – I'm very curious now how it looks without Vinny because Vinny is what attracts all the attention. Well, they got one week and then international break, yeah. so that's a freebie there. Um, if they can limp through and, and, and maybe not drop anything major, they might be able to survive until some of these guys can get back. But, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's kind of been that way all season. They've just been limping through, yeah. getting by, getting their wins, and, and, and taking care of business. So. Uh, uh, I'm a little nervous this sort of hangs around. You know, I, I wouldn't worry if it was somebody like Modric who could sort of... I think they've but, got a pretty favorable matchup this yeah. week as well. So. Yes. I, it it just <laughs> happened that I don't know how, but Real hasn't played really any of the... They yeah. basically played the lower tier uh, of the uh, Spanish league now. Granted, Celta Vigo had started out undefeated, but uh, I don't think any of us are wagering on Celta Vigo to be in the top six or... Probably even the top eight uh, when this all ends. Just be interesting to see how Vinny reacts to a muscle injury as well. Uh, him being so reliant on his speed. Yeah. But 
It's concerning. Uh, Barcelona v. Real. Uh, I was a little off on this game. I took the under two and a half. Yeah. And I think we had uh, four goals in about uh, 30 minutes here. Uh, so this one I was a little off on. But uh, it, it it was interesting. The only thing I gathered from this game is I it, it felt like we talked about it a little last week that, uh, you know, I, Barcelona fans – don't really like the slow down. Yeah, uh, we aren't going to play offense type thing. Granted, it, it got them a lot of wins in La Liga. It, it seemed like they tried to open up a little bit here, and they were getting torched on the back end of that defense. Uh, they got the win, but uh, this. Do you like this way better for <laughs> Barcelona? Uh, because I'm not sure this is going to lead to more wins. Well, <laughs> I, I mean. You have to get a lot of goals if you're yeah. going to play this way, and and you know this hasn't been a team who's no, done that. Luckily, uh, you know uh, Lewandowski finally got his first yes. goal of the season, so uh, maybe he can turn things around. And if he starts scoring a little bit more consistently, like they hope, yeah. maybe it'll work out okay. But uh, if you're going to play defense like that, yeah, no, yeah. It, you, it, you don't want to count on four goals every yeah. week. This looked like <laughs> Barcelona from about two years ago, where I could always take the boat to score and yeah. then uh, take Barcelona win both to score every week. Uh, I, I'm curious what we get, you know, this week. I will say uh, the Lamoth 16-year-old, uh, it, it's impressive what he's doing. I, I don't know how long it can last. Uh, I certainly don't know if they get in uh, to Champions League if they can throw the 16-year-old out on the wing. That feels like he'll get bullied a, a little bit uh, more than he will in La Liga. But uh, I, I, yeah, I I will say Atletico Madrid scored seven goals on, on Monday. I asked <laughs> you, was there any chance we, he should have taken Atletico Madrid over six and a half? Yeah. Uh, they, needless to say, they probably have looked the best. They've had two really good games in La Liga. One uh, putrid game, but I think everybody saw that coming. But uh, it, it's interesting because Barcelona, I, I don't quite know how to handicap them right now because I watched them play that terrible games for the two weeks where they defend. Then I watched them try to open up. They get some goals, but they look so open uh, that I'm like, oh, this isn't good either. So I, I don't know what to make of Barcelona uh, right now. So it, it might be a little bit of a wait and see. Uh, Bundesliga, uh, I I don't think we even had a ton of vets in the Bundesliga no. this week. It, it just, I think every matchup was sort of lopsided and there wasn't a lot to get a couple odds. Uh, good win for you with Union Berlin. Yeah. Uh, I will say they got that red card and were down and, and then scored a bunch of goals. Granted, it <coughs> helps to have the team that was in Bundesliga too that you're playing. I don't know if they could pull that same thing. Uh, Munich, pretty easy win versus Augsburg. Didn't have to play that hard. Leverkusen continues to play well. Nice win at Gladbach. Same for Leipzig. Good win on Friday. Uh, Dortmund would probably yeah. be the one to talk about here. It's It's been two, uh, I, I'd say, poor performances. Once again, they had to be bailed out with a goal in about the 60th minute, uh, you know, Bolcom, who got beat, uh, I believe, 5 nothing <laughs> the week before uh, and were a 1-1 winner. I, I know they tried to spin it where Bochum's a tough place to go. Yeah. But, you know, uh, 
from what I'm seeing in the Bundesliga right now with the way Berlin's playing, the way Leverkusen's playing, the way Leipzig's playing, it, you know, Munich, dot, 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 they're yeah. always good. Uh, Wolfsburg's even started out the mm-hmm. season pretty solid. Uh, the, I'm not hitting panic yet because Dortmund started slow last year, but it, it's a little weird that they've been so bad versus two teams who... Definitely will be towards the bottom in Cologne and Bolcom to start your season. Well, you know, you listed five or six teams there that are going to be tough, and they need to be getting these points against these bad teams. And so, uh, not a great start. Yeah, definitely not uh, for uh, uh, Dortmund here. Interesting to see how they uh, sort of spin it along. Uh, Italy, uh, my Juventus feel lasted one week. (laughs) I will say you, you felt so good about him. You got me on board. Yes, and uh, uh, and then I lost. And then they switch. look like Juventus has looked the last two or three years. I will say, uh, AC Milan looking yeah, good. That's my team right yeah. there. I've picked them uh, and, two weeks uh, in a row. Napoli, uh, uh, you know, I I thought they'd have a little bit of drop off, but these yeah. first two weeks, uh, they nothing flashy, just taking no, care of business. They get their goals and yeah. put the teams away. Uh, you know, uh, so. Right now, Napoli, AC Milan look pretty good. Uh, Inter's won their games. I I wouldn't call them looking amazing. Uh, Roma has looked bad. I was all hyped about Juventus, and and I I got thrown some cold water. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it it was an interesting week in (laughs) Italy. Uh, France, uh, PSG finally came to life. Mbappe got two goals, one late. um, you know, Marseille won at home, uh, like you expect them to do. Uh, actually, that Monaco game on Friday was probably the most yeah. entertaining thing uh, versus Nazis, uh that went on. So, uh, well, if you can pick the right game to yeah. get the overs on, yeah, there's usually at least so. one in the French league <laughs> that you're going to get six or seven goals. So, uh, PSG uh, back on track here. Uh, uh, <coughs> the Frankfurt uh, Kulamani uh, sort of made it known he'd like to go there. If he ends up there, uh, you, you know, you got now Mbappe, Kulamani, Dembele. I, is it worth going after? Did you see enough from Monaco to sort of make a run at it? I could probably throw Marseille in there, but I, I don't think either of us trust no. Marseille all that much. I'll throw Monaco because I think that's about the only one who – theoretically could challenge. Yeah, I was I was a little bigger on them. I, I thought it was a tough outing this yeah. past Friday. Uh I don't know if the short week got them, but a road match. But yeah. yeah. Uh I, I think PSG's gonna be able to figure it out. Yeah. Mbappe's I, gonna go on a scoring run. He's he's gonna start getting them left and right. Yeah, I, I cooled off after uh, a, a little bit, I don't think now that they've kind of settled their things they out. They settled their things, and if they end up with Kulamani, Dembele, yeah. Mbappe, it's, there's just not enough talent. Monaco, fun to watch, but, you know, I think we saw their defensive uh, frailties uh, a little bit. Entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should have gotten that fourth or fifth goal uh, from them to win that game, but nonetheless, interesting week in soccer. Some good matchups this week. I thought last week there weren't a ton of great matchups. <coughs> that Newcastle Liverpool was one of the good ones. Yeah. It ended up sort of not being great because of the red card. Uh, there have been a handful of those games, especially in the Premier League, where they've been dishing out red cards. I, I feel like a little too much to try to yeah. get control, and it sort of it just it ruins 
the game a little bit because then you got to switch everything around and how you play. But uh, I, better matchups this week, I, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that Arsenal Man yeah, U game. I'm really excited to see who sort of comes out of that because I, I, I'm interested to more hear what the teams who lost uh, in, in that one how their fans are yeah. sort of feeling. All right, let's uh, finish up our college football preview. We're going to go uh, SEC, Big Ten, and ACC. Uh, basically, the only three conferences uh, that are going to be left. Uh, let's uh, kick things off uh, with the aforementioned Alabama. It was a bad year for them. <laughs> Everybody has now crossed them off. Uh Last I checked, Nick Saban is still their coach. Yes, I. they still have a ton of people who will be playing in the NFL. They were 11-2, and two, um, you know, once again last year. I, I don't you, – you know how I get when I hear, oh, they're falling behind. I mean, yeah. they just as easily could have been 13-0 and 0 as well. You know, it, it wasn't like uh, – and they could have lost more. It's – it's just football. Sometimes the ball bounces your way. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. That's usually how your season is determined. And for teams like Alabama and others, it sort of determines if you win a national championship or not. You know, I Georgia could have very easily have lost. And now everybody is talking about a three-peat. So, uh, anyway, what do you make Alabama this year? It's going to be a good team. I know they lost their quarterback, but I, I'm assuming... They will be fine. Well, they've got a couple guys to choose from here, uh, but it's it's you know not what we're used to with Bama. They've been rolling in kind of yeah. the expected you know top ten NFL draft pick every year quarterback. They're rolling out a couple of unknowns. They've got you know Milrow that's been there. They got the transfer from Notre Dame yeah. in. Uh, so you know if Saban doesn't like who he goes rolls out there early, uh, which I'm sure we'll find out in week two in that Texas yeah. matchup uh, who their guy is going to be. Um, He's been pretty definitive too. Uh, he hasn't been one of those who's done a ton of rotation. He sort of, at first game, he, he might see his guys, and then he sort of yeah. picks it, and that's who he goes with. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll you know, we'll see. I, I have a little bit of questions off on them offensively, uh, and, and just, you know, they haven't been able to, I mean, they're still pretty yeah. dominant recruiting, but, you know, Georgia's kind of taken away a, a little bit of that. They're not quite at the dominance they yeah. were, um, but I think you still, you know, at worst, going to see a 9-10 yeah, win team Yeah, that's here. what I was going to say. <laughs> the bad is like nine wins. I, yeah. You know, it's going to hover probably between 9, 10, 11 wins. Like I said, depending on how the ball bounces. I think uh, they've got the, a lot of tough games at home this yes, year. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It sort of flips from last year where a lot of their tough games were on yeah. the road. It flips this year to where a lot of their tough games are at home. Uh, granted, the Auburn, uh, you know, is on the road. Yeah. It it's a rivalry. That's what I'll say. I, I don't know. If we regard that as a tough game. A and M's on the road. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna quite go there. As tough. <laughs> well, it's I'd been like two to years see. in a row. I think we've jumped on A and M. Yes. And, uh, I I will wait and see how the uh, well we'll get to it the yeah. Bobby Petrino experiment goes. But uh, nonetheless, we'll see how they go. Uh, should be a very good football team once again. Uh, Brian Kelly came into LSU. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say got things right uh, <coughs> because LSU's always sort of hovering its sense into a massive talent pool where yeah. even if they have a bad year or two, they can get good pretty quick. 
I, I thought they played really, really good the last you know month of the season. There. They got their they, offense rolling yeah. a little bit there at the end of the year. Once they sort of figured out their offense, they, yeah. they looked better and better. Um, now, uh, you know, we're getting national championship, you know, yeah, talk. I'd pump the brakes on that I'm a little bit. I'm not quite as yeah. aggressive on that. I, I think... I think it'll be similar uh, to the year they had last year. I don't know if they'll get off to the, you know, sort of slow start, but I think they'll find spots where they sort of lose games here and there. Yeah, I, I, I don't see them making it through the SEC, you know, unscathed. Uh, and I really see maybe, you know, a couple losses yeah. on this SEC schedule. Or maybe just one on the SEC, and then and maybe they drop that opener against Florida State. I think that's a toss-up uh, in that one. But I, I'm not as big on uh, LSU and, and, you know, a lot of the national media. They really like uh, Jaden Daniels, and, you know, I, I guess he's been okay. But I haven't seen anything, you know, Heisman-worthy from him yet. Uh, but he's getting he's a lot entertaining. of – He's getting a lot of hype. You know, he's, yeah. he's been in college for 10 years now. That's so, correct. Uh, you know, he's got experience. <laughs> That's correct as <laughs> uh, well. But, you, you know, I, I think we might see about the same we saw last year from That's LSU. Like, they might not start as slow, uh, so maybe they can manage, you know, one more win. But I, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing a 10-11 win team. Yeah. Here. I think when you bring Brian Kelly in, you, you, you just get the consistency that you didn't from, like, Ed. You know, yeah. You, you have the magical run where you have a team loaded with NFL guys, but yeah. you also – have downs where you can't win any football games. Brian Kelly, you're going to win 9, 10, 11 I don't, games. I don't think year. his ceiling is as high. No. But his floor is higher. That's correct. <laughs> but I think if you had given Brian Kelly that team that won the national yeah, championship. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could have coached that team <laughs> to a national championship. <laughs> he would have been okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I think similar. Uh, once A lot of their tough games are also at home, so I, I look for – that to help them out a little bit. But I, I think there's a chance here, uh, especially with the way Jaden Daniels is sort of hot and cold. Uh, if he's cold, I think LSU is vulnerable to uh, be beat. Now we'll go to basically the swing team. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is really how this team comes out. Yeah. Um, uh, is going to affect, you know, where LSU finishes, where Bama finishes. I just... I have no read would be my thing. They have talent, but we hear they have talent every year. Yeah. Last year they had so much talent, they went five and seven. So I uh, just can't believe it's already Jimbo's sixth year yeah. at A&M. And, it feels like he just got here a year or two ago. And, uh, well, no? he has a lifetime deal, so uh, we might be doing this podcast. Well, each year they get a little – his buyout gets a little cheaper and, and it gets a little bit more tempting to fire him. I, I think if he repeats what he did last year, I he might be, so. might be able to scrounge up enough money. Do they slide Petrino in there? Then? Yeah, that's a match made in heaven, isn't it? I want to see um, that. When I when I saw that Petrino hire, I was like, "Well, uh, we'll we'll see how that works out." Um, I mean, they need something on offense to yes. give get them a spark, but um, well, they also need some uh, stability on this yes. team. And I don't know if Petrino's the well, guy you reach out was, for for you know, stability. If you look at Bobby Petrino, he was very good the the first time at Louisville, and you know made his way and got that Atlanta Falcons job, screwed them over uh, when he figured out he couldn't coach uh, professional football, went to Arkansas. I always thought that was a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they did the fun thing where, you know, we played Alabama close, but 
we lost, which, you know, it was always eight, nine wins. It was never a true contender. Uh, he got fired from there, went back to Louisville, and I didn't think he did a no. good job at all that second time around Louisville. And I, I just, I, I think he's a little bit overrated for what he is. Uh, granted, you, you couldn't get any worse than what their offense <coughs> was last year. Yeah. So I assume the passing game will be better. Well, they, you know, towards the end of the year, they started their true freshman Wegman yeah. and at quarterback, and their offense seemed to pick up a little bit yes. once he came in. They've already announced he's going to be the guy uh, moving forward this year. So um, maybe they get a little bit more. I, I, you know, I've seen some other people putting them as potential yes. West winners. I that would be quite a jump. I mean, yeah, they've potentially have the talent on that team, but that's going to be quite a swing well, to move up to the top. There are a couple things. I, I think if this starts slow, they have a game at Miami, and they start losing. I think we get a lot of what we saw last year. And, and you know, the other thing on Petrino, I when he started that last sort of bump at Louisville and then uh, when he went to Missouri State or Southwest Missouri, I don't remember which one he was coaching before he got <coughs> that A&M job, he got really sort of – very, very pass-happy. Yeah. Like, he was always pass-happy, but, I mean, that balance was, you know, it was in the Hal Mummy, you know, post-Kentucky territory where he was throwing, trying to throw 70 times a game. I, if he comes down there and does that where he's just trying to show off that he can create plays of six yards for open receivers, I, I'm interested to see. Well, they, How well this goes. I will know by mid-October. Yeah. They've got quite a stretch uh, where they play Auburn, Arkansas, Bama, and Tennessee yes. all in a row. Um, I did, I definitely see a loss in one of those yes, four, uh, for sure. at least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up for a and I, I assume they can win eight games this year, but uh, I, I am curious if it starts to go bad, uh, how bad – does it go? And do we start to get bailing uh, you know, yeah. uh, from the players and quitting, which I know we got last year uh, for sure. We go to Old Miss. Uh, eh, eh, would be my... Uh, I, I, th- I think we're, we got it to where, you know, I think Kiffin's going to keep this team right around that 8-9 wins yeah. and, and just kind of keep churning that in and out, which for Ole Miss is probably good enough. Well, they tended to fire the only other one who did that yeah. before, so... I. Um, you know, I, I think that's what you get. You get eh here. Uh, yeah. You know, you'll get some nice offense. Get a big win upset every they now and then, but then you'll drop get one. Get a win. You might get a loss in a game you shouldn't, and it will probably come, you know, seven, eight, nine wins, depending on, you know, where it goes. I, I don't see much more than that. I, yeah. They probably – I don't see them dropping, like, below – Bowl eligibility, uh, I, I don't think. I think if that were to happen, it yeah. would be the hook. But, but it, it'll be interesting. Uh, there was definitely drop-off last year from the team the year before. The offense didn't look quite as smooth uh, there. So I, I think that's where you look. If maybe the offense gets back to sort of where it was capable of scoring, you know, 40, 50 points. Because, uh, you know, uh, granted their defense has improved, but – it improved basically from not giving up a point every possession to, uh, you know, getting an occasional stop and a turnover here. So, I, I just a sort of eh team. 
I'm still befuddled that they've got that road game at Tulane in week two. I'm yeah, not that, sure how that happened. I think that could get their season off to a rough start because that, that's a strong Tulane team. Yeah, and on the road, too. Yeah. That Tulane is not where you want to go. Uh, weird. Uh, they, I feel like that was possibly scheduled before they <laughs> realized Tulane was any good. Uh, we go probably to just the same as Old Miss. I, I yeah. put them sort of in the same category. I. A little disappointing last year, I thought, but uh, they had some injuries too. Yeah. Uh, but once again, it, it's a good team that'll probably win the games it's supposed to, and not win the games they want. Uh, they have a weird one with BYU too that I thought seems kind of tough to be scheduled, <coughs> uh, even if it is at home. But uh, what do you make of Arkansas? Well, you know they, you know KJ Jefferson got hurt last yeah. year. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, uh, if not the country. I'd say you know top twenty. Um, and he's exciting, and he can find ways to, for them to win games. They're not supposed to win. So if, I think a lot of their success this year hinges on if he can stay healthy and, and, yeah. and stay in these games. Uh, unfortunately, his play style tends to lean to where yeah. he, you know, hangs on to the ball. Gets he, he hangs on to the ball too long, takes some hits that he probably shouldn't. Maybe he's grown a little bit on that because he's definitely experienced yeah. at this point. I think this is year four or five. Um, so, yeah, I you know, I, I kind of put them right in the boat with Ole Miss. I think they could finish as high as third or fourth in the West or as low as, you know, fifth yeah. or sixth uh, in the I West. I thought the defensive drop-off last year really was a problem because yeah. e- even when Jefferson came out, I thought their offense still played decently and they just gave up too many points in some of those games. Uh, so if their defense can sort of bounce back, I, I think they sort of – probably jump old miss and if it can't bounce back yeah. we get in and around the same sort of uh team we got the year before yeah and they are at old miss they're at bama yeah. AM neutral site at lsu at florida that's a lot of tough and the byu game yeah thrown tough in there. tough games there and you know normally you want your you know non-conference especially when you're sec you yes. want some easier non-conference yeah. games um so they end on a nice little run there, Auburn, FIU, Mizzou. Yeah, yeah. That. So uh, I mean, that all kind of comes to what you yeah. think of Auburn. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get to that because guess who's next? Uh, Auburn. Uh, we could probably guess what I think of Auburn. One, they hired Hugh Freeze. Uh, I think we can say I've never been a Hugh Freeze fan, nor have I understood it. I I slide him. In probably the Patino category, except I'd probably cite him under Patino because I think Bobby (laughs) at least had accomplished more because I I don't totally understand what Hugh Freeze accomplished at Ole Miss. He won nine games one time, two times, got murdered in the bowl game (coughs) by TCU, was not, I'd call, the success he should have been at Liberty. Uh, those yeah. teams underachieved. Basically, Hugh Freeze's life is a lot of talk and underachievement to me. But he goes to the school that basically talks a big game and underachieves its whole life, too, in yeah. Auburn. So maybe a perfect I guess fit. it's a little step up from when he was at Ole Miss, you know, program-wise. I, I mean. Yeah, I probably depends on sustained success. Auburn yeah. probably had more, but, you know, Auburn – tends to have big years and then have years like they had last year where they were just a terrible football team. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be interesting what he does with the quarterback play. They they got they had Ashford there, came in from Oregon the year prior. They've got Thorne coming in from Michigan State. So he's got a couple weapons he can play with. You know his name. He's going to get some talent in there alone just, you know, from how he's been able to get guys to the NFL. But 
is he going to be able to piece it all together and, and, and get more than six or seven wins here yeah. at this Auburn team? I doubt year one uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, SEC's really tough. I'm curious how yeah. patient Auburn is uh, with him as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, they haven't been patient with anybody. So if this goes bad, now granted their schedule starts off rather nicely. UMass, I, I mean, at Cal's a tough road trip, but shouldn't be a problem. If they're struggling in that game. Yeah. We probably know where they lie than Sanford. Then their schedule uh, turns really, really quick. <laughs> so. Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they've got New Mexico State and Vandy in yeah. there as well. Uh, but, you know, that's only five wins we've named so that's far. correct. The rest of the games on their schedule could go either that's, way. It's 50-50. It, you know. If some of them probably less than 50-50, we, I we think. We talked about Ole Miss, what you think. I, You know, we'll get to them, and there's no telling what you're getting from Mississippi if, State. You know, so. I definitely think Auburn's a tier below where yes. – Arkansas, Ole Miss, A and M is going to be. Yes. I, I, and I don't think they make that jump I, above those teams. I think that's teams. you got it. You know, it's pretty obvious. But the tiers: Alabama, LSU, line, sort of A uh, and M, Ole Miss, Arkansas, line, and then I, I think you could probably throw these yeah. jumbled all together because we're getting to it. But Mississippi State, uh, yeah. I, I think if. You know, Mike Leach doesn't pass away. Yeah. You probably move Mississippi State up into that tier. I'd bath him up there with Ole Miss and Arkansas. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, Mike Leach is no longer there. Uh, they brought it in the defensive coordinator who was there. So I, I sort of easy transition minus, you know, probably one of the best college football coaches in, yeah, in football. Well, not to mention, you know, the impact he brought to the game yes. with his and his offensive changing line. of offense, changing yeah. Mississippi State's offense. Uh, you know, now granted, their defense had been really good there, but I with Zach Arnett, but uh, I just <coughs> I have no clue how to sort of handicap this kind of situation because. Usually your active coach doesn't well, pass away. You know so. they they they've got Rodgers coming back at quarterback. Yes. So you 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 know you think with a lot of the coaches still in place they might be able to keep a lot of what they've been doing rolling. Um at least for a year. Yeah. I think that was, I, I think this is going to be I think a, that was their hope with the hire. Yeah. I, they could at least sort of keep the ball rolling. Yeah, but is it sustainable? That, that I, I, I I think it could be one of those situations where they hang on and you know they get eight this year. Yeah. You can buy yourself a year, and then they flirt with seven to, or six, yeah. and then do they drop out of eligibility, and then they're looking for a coach. That's uh, especially when they lose Rogers at quarterback, yeah. and they bring somebody new in. Um, it's it's just going to be interesting to see if they can. I'm curious if been. they can sort of maintain the same offensive system too. I, I mean, if you looked at what Washington State has become since Mike Leach left, what Texas Tech <coughs> has become yeah. since Mike Leach left, they've all tried to run. You know, Mike Leach's offense. And it just falls off. None of them can run it like that. I mean, Texas Tech went through three different coaches, you know, trying to do it, and they couldn't do it. So it's just hard situation to sort of handicap because I I don't think that comes along very much. Let's move to the uh, east side of things. Uh, We'll start off with the uh, national champion. Back-to-back national champions. (laughs) Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Talent has left uh, here. Uh, new quarterback for sure. Uh, a little bit of, 
you know, a handful of those guys along the D-line, gone. Uh, I'm not here for a three-peat. I do think they'll be really good. I will say their schedule's pretty easy as yeah. well. That sort of works in their favor. I, I just, I, I think they drop a couple games uh, this year. Yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be one... At least one, and I think it's going to be from somebody unexpected. Yeah, I think it's going to be a team that they should beat, and something weird is going to happen. They're, you know, they're bringing in a new quarterback for the yes. first time in three years. Um, they and, play South Carolina and, early. They've had struggled with South Carolina over the years, and you know their defense is so dominant. Their quarterback play has yeah. been, you know, hasn't been outstanding, but it, it's won them games yes. and 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 taking care of the ball really well. Yeah. Um, they're bringing in a guy that was a true freshman last year, and Beck. Uh, you know, he's got a little bit of playing time last year in some of the blowouts, but I don't think he's going to be able to play as um, as uh, smart. smart. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be mistakes, yeah. and, and somebody's going to capitalize on those mistakes. That's, I just don't think they go through unblemished. I, I'm curious if the defense can be as uh, dominant. You saw it sort of. The one thing they do have. In their favor, they probably have the easiest schedule yeah. in the That's SEC. That's the only this thing year. I can say. <laughs> they got a pretty easy schedule. Now that being said, like I said, they play South Carolina early. They've had trouble with them. They're at Auburn rivalry game. Uh, you know the Florida game. You know as the neutral site. They're at Tennessee towards the end of the year. We'll see what how that goes. Yeah, I, I mean you'll sort of know more about both those teams. That could be you know the East deciding. That's correct. Game. Now the rest. I I mean I don't think they'd have a problem with they didn't schedule a non-conference you know worthy some of that is like UAB who actually would have been a worthy team a couple of years ago uh, yeah is in transition so you know some of that is not their fault <laughs> all right let's go to the second place team out of the East last year the Tennessee Vols with an eleven and two year Hypel's uh, third year here speaking of quarterback changes yep. I think. That's sort of the big thing. We go from a Heisman candidate, a Heisman candidate <laughs> who's smart with the ball, to sort of the exact opposite. We assume Milton probably will at least start. Oh yeah, the year. Uh, sort of the opposite of Hooker. Uh, looks like a million bucks. Hasn't always translated. Uh, he's yep. also about ten years in college. Yeah, as well. he's been here. He's been in college for a while. What we've seen from him in the past, I, you know, he looked good in the bowl game some of the games last year where he took care of business. But um, can he make the accurate throws, the right decisions, yes. read what the defense is giving him, and take – because that's that's what Hooker was so good at. Yeah. He didn't force anything. He saw what the defense was giving him on any given play and took it, and, and you know, and, and the big plays came, but he was patient. Can Milton stay patient? He's got an offensive line changeover that's going to be difficult. Um, and – just you know, if if he gets the pressure, can he make the right decisions? Yeah, uh, and 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 make the throw accurately and not in you know twenty feet, twenty miles into the stands. You know, Hooker was <laughs> sort of similar to what Josh Hodbell was as a quarterback. Yeah. Just smart, went to the right place with the ball every time. Milton is like the exact yeah. reverse. Can launch the ball basically wherever he wants. It's just is it going to where he wants? Yeah. And can he make the right decisions yeah. and get this offense in rhythm? Hooker always kept that offense in rhythm, and that's what this offense depends on, mm-hmm. rhythm. Defensively, it's also the other question mark. Uh, I mean, you saw it in the South Carolina game, one of the ones they lost that sort of uh, cost them 
at least a chance at that playoff. You have that one game where your offense isn't exactly flowing. Your defense couldn't get stops. So is the defense going to be improved, or is this uh, is this is just what you're going to get with a Josh Heupel? I, I, I think it's hard to get the, you know, you're not going to get like a Georgia defense yes. uh, because, one, I mean, you're going to be on the field yeah. a lot because this Heupel offense, they either score quick or they're done quick and it goes the other way. And and so really defensively you've got to come out with the play style. You gotta play aggressive, you gotta play loose. And if you give up a big play for a score, oh well, your offense goes back out there, you outscore them. Um but what you try to do is force the mistakes, the sacks, the turnovers, the interceptions. You've gotta you've gotta play aggressive and try to force the errors uh and to get that swing. Otherwise, you know, just take your lumps, give up the points try again next time because they're yeah. going to be on the field, you know, 80% of the game. Yeah. I, I will say also this schedule flips uh, for them. Uh, a lot of their tough games are on the road this yes. year. Where last year, a lot of their uh, tough games were at home. Uh, we're going to go South Carolina now. Uh, eight wins for South Carolina. Uh, I'm not sure any of those were pretty. <laughs> uh, I guess the Tennessee one was semi-pretty. Uh, but uh, I... I I, I will say this. I really like Shane Beamer. I, I think he maximizes what he gets. I, I don't think this team is overly talented, but he sort of <coughs> keeps them in games, and then can, they find ways to win. Can he be the guy to do what Spurrier did there and and get him eight, nine, an occasional ten every now and then? Uh, I, I think that would be difficult just because I think skill position-wise – uh, I, I just I don't think they have what you know uh, those Spurrier teams did in the skill positions, yeah. running back, receivers, tight ends. I mean, a lot of those guys went on and played in the NFL. Yep. I, I, they have solid guys, and, and you know, quarterback. Oh, they got your favorite guy at quarterback. Yes, this year. I, I would say he's similar to <laughs> Connor Shaw. So I, I mean, you know, sort of crazy out there man who can make great plays, but also. You know, has his faults. I think it's similar. I just don't think they have the playmakers. I don't think they have the playmakers on defense either. Yeah. Uh, you saw it last year. There were numerous games where they just couldn't get stops, and, and they got into these shootouts. But uh, I, I, I think they can sort of be similar and have a couple things break right because, like I said, they're usually in close games. Uh, so well, it, it's it's gonna you know the separating for them is gonna be how they perform against. You know Missouri, yes. Kentucky, these other middle of the road teams uh, to kind of. I don't see them getting to the level where they can win the East. Yeah, um, especially with Tennessee improving. Well, we're going to get to my futures. I might have a long shot bet on that. <laughs> that's because it's a very, very large long shot, and I think everybody else in the East is kind of crappy once you get past uh, Georgia and Tennessee. So if something goes bad yeah. there, especially with two teams putting in new quarterbacks, I I give that we'll. Deal with that more on the Futures pod, but uh, we'll go to Kentucky. Uh, I, I think this sort of falls into the uh, old Miss, uh, you know, Arkansas category. Yeah. You sort of know what they are. They are what they are. Probably win games they should and probably won't win games uh, versus top-tier teams. Yeah, Seven and six last year. Yeah, they're the team that they can, you know, they can compete with Georgia yeah. and then go lose to Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they get on a run, you know, they, they start off, you know, they got four pretty winnable games uh, before they uh, play Florida and Georgia. I think the big success, you know, 
determining game for them is going to be those matchups, like I said, against Florida, mm-hmm. South Carolina. That's going to determine where they finish, third in the East or yeah. fifth or sixth in the East. Yeah, tough little close, too, at Miss State, at South yeah. Carolina, at Louisville, uh, Bama, and Tennessee sandwiched and, in there. And, you so. know, they're also bringing in a new quarterback. Now this quarterback, I think he's a six-year graduate yes. from transfer from NC State in uh, Leary. Uh, so, um, my, and he's he's used to throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, he might not Honestly, have. I, he might be better than the yeah, I, I, yeah. So we'll see. I was never a big Levis fan. Uh, oh, well, unfortunately, he's on my you NFL have your team. Yeah, jersey now. So. No, I hope not. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Stoops can keep rolling what he's got rolling in at Kentucky. Now, I think he's outside of Saban, the longest tenured coach yeah. in the SEC. Well, it helps when you can win seven games, and yeah, that's everybody's a, sort of happy with it because. That's about the only SEC school that that falls in the category yeah. for. Uh, all right, let's move to Florida. Uh, this one's a bit of a weird one. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit in, in our NFL previews. I, I really wanted Anthony Richardson to come back yeah. for that year. Now, you know, I, I don't fault anyone who's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. You better grab that money while you can, especially with his I think he stuff. needed a little bit more development, yes. though. Uh He's, I, I mean, this Florida team would have been uh, a beast with him, I think. Yeah, he fit well into what Napier wanted yeah. to do offensively, and and you know, just kind of, you know, just shots every now and then, but more ball control, yeah. power, smash mouth offense, and with a big guy like Richardson at quarterback, there that that helps. So those, that's probably your biggest question: Can they replace that at? Co- I think they're starting Mertz back. back. <sighs> uh, I I think we'll see. A couple quarterbacks here, yeah. Uh, under Billy, he he tended to at Lafayette be one of those who sort of switch around till he found <coughs> well, what he wanted. You it, know what they're going to get defensively with yeah. Florida and, and Napier. You're going to have you're going to keep most teams under you know the good teams under thirty. Yeah. You're going to keep the bad teams under twenty. And uh, you know it's you're just going to get points on the board, yeah. and, and I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah, and uh, skill positions here would be the yeah. other one. Uh, they just. Really, they haven't had it for. And he's well. And, you know, it's funny. They've, Ten years. They've gone through a few coaches here uh, yeah. the last decade at Florida, but Napier's actually really struggling recruiting wise uh, to get the big time guys in, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how long he can keep it rolling without yeah. getting the top recruits. I'm curious because that's never sort of been Napier's style, though. Yeah. Too. So you know, he he wants his two lines: offense, defensive line. I, I mean, if you look at like those old Lafayette. They didn't have a ton of skill position guys. They had a good running back, uh, sort of a mobile quarterback, and that's how they won football games. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how he molds them and and where they go. But I I think it's just sort of hard to judge uh, right now, that Florida team. I I don't think it'll be near the contenders, but I don't – like someone like Kentucky I sort of cross off. I don't ever sort of – Cross off a team like Florida because they sit in such yeah, a fertile and they've got a good game. home field advantage. Like, yeah, uh, so let's move to Missouri. Um, this uh, they will probably win some games for some bad teams. I don't know. I, I think this is a pretty bad Missouri team. I I should say uh, 
I probably won't have my picks out by Thursday. I do have my eye on the said South Dakota game. I was very curious what that line would be. It hasn't dropped yet, but uh, South Dakota has a little life to it in football, so it wouldn't totally stun me if we had an opener on Thursday where they lost. Uh, This is sort of a nothing team. I guess they were okay last year. They did manage to get their six wins, but I, I did not come away impressed with them at all i i'm not a huge Dirkowitz guy but uh what do you make of mizzou here yeah i I, i'm drinkwitz i think is a kind of a wacko yeah uh when he comes to coaching uh his it's just all over the place he he's weird with the media a lot of quotes and weird one-liners and and just quirky and uh seems to be hanging on to what the talent was left him but gradually losing that year over year and make a drop to the basement this year yeah i Keep in mind my futures <laughs> uh, for dropping to the basement. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, well, they already played a week zero. Yeah. Um, they did get the win, so one down. Uh, <laughs> I, I Would you say they overachieved a little bit last year? I, I yeah. was shocked they got five wins. Uh, they played hard. They don't have a ton of talent. I think that sort of repeats itself this time. Yeah, I mean, it's... But when are you going to get really yeah. a lot of the talent at Vanderbilt? It's just a tough place to recruit to. Um, but, you know, being borderline of a bowl game I think is great. That's I think if they continue to play hard like they yeah. did, they'll be in and around I, there. I tell you, I, I like this Vanderbilt team better than Missouri. Yeah, I because I'll <laughs> say, because I watched them, they tried to win football games. Missouri, yeah. I, I sometimes question <laughs> what they are trying to do, but... Uh, not a lot there, Vanderbilt, yeah. uh, but they do play hard, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Who's your pick coming out of uh, the SEC? Uh, I I think it's going to be Bama. Yeah, I'm leaning Bama, I, I, I think, you know, they've kind of done this every other year kind of thing. If, if they can find their quarterback, yeah, uh, and we'll know, like I said, we'll know after that Texas game, if they find their quarterback and settle in, yeah, I you know, I think they get Tennessee at home, I think they'll get that one, and, yeah. and like you said, I think Georgia slips up. May still see Georgia in the yeah. SEC championship game, but I, I think it's Bama. I like Bama as well. All right, let's go to uh, the Big Ten here. Let's start off uh, with the champions of the Big Ten last year. The Michigan Wolverines, 13-1, uh, and one, lost in that uh, playoff game to TCU. That was a nice money winner uh, for us both. Uh, There have been some minor corrections uh, (laughs) in-game. But nonetheless, uh, Michigan returns uh, a lot of its guys, uh, a lot expected here. One of the best players in the country in Blake Corum. Just a great team in the trenches. uh, And, you know, Harbaugh's got this suspension early, but it managed to come. It managed to come. (laughs) A bad East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. So I think they should coast through that pretty well. Considering I'm not all that worried. I I I am curious uh, if they (coughs) are as good as they were last year. They did dominate most teams. We'll see if that holds up in the trenches uh, because you saw. TCU sort of light that defense up. They don't play a lot of those teams with that kind of explosive, you know, uh, speed. Uh, but they do have an at uh, Penn State. They are at Michigan State. Uh, I'm not 
what I'd call overly powerhouse teams, but tough places to go and, and win football games. And then you got, of course, you know, the last game of the year, Ohio State. But uh, non-conference-wise, they shouldn't have too much of a trouble. You know, they ran the table last year, uh, uh, but I, th- I think last year, they, you know, going into the year, they were still, you know, little brother to Ohio yeah. State. They had beat them the year before, but they hadn't quite taken the mantle as favorites to win the Big Ten. This year they're coming in. I think everybody's picking Michigan yeah. to win this thing uh, with Ohio State losing some talent and Michigan bringing most of their guys back. And I don't find the Big Ten to be all that deep No, it's well. it's. I think there's three teams, maybe four, that can win the conference. Um, but that's if there's some slip-ups. But it, honestly, it could come down to a two-team competition. Yeah, you also know how I feel about said third team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it really comes down to Michigan, Ohio State, and and – can they handle the pressure of being the hunted? Yeah. Um, that, you know, has been Ohio State's for the past yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah, definitely so. I, I think they'll cruise through most of it, but I am curious a couple of the road games. They have tended to, to slip up a little bit too as well. And, uh, you know, uh, skill position-wise, sometimes it sort of comes and goes. Yeah. Speaking of skill positions. Well, skill position-wise, they're fine here. Uh, whether their coach, uh, you know, can competently have them focused, that's another question here. A uh, little bit of a down year for Ohio State yeah. as they went 11-2. and two. Uh, But I, I'm interested with this team, skill position-wise. Yeah, good. Marvin Harrison Jr., best wide receiver in the country. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, His father was as well. So, um, and, and their second guy, I can't uh, – remember yes. how to pronounce his name, but I think they're like two yes. of the top four receivers in the whole country on the same team. Uh, but they do bring in a new quarterback. Yeah. So. That's why I was – new quarterback. Now, granted, he it, it's been pretty plug-and-play. Uh, but the offense, you know, isn't the question here. It's the yeah. same question that uh, Ryan Day has had to answer, you know, most of his time there. Uh, do they get stops? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like you said, you know, I think – it's, you know, Ohio State and Michigan. Which is why they of, lost the two games they did last year. Well, you know, Michigan's strengths are the trenches, and that's where Ohio State struggles. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think it's going to come down to if they can have a quarterback that can get the ball to these explosive playmakers and then they just continue to outscore teams. I, I don't know if the, the talent's going to be in there defensively to, to yeah. you know, win these well, eight, tough y- games. Well, you mentioned it, uh, you know, that at Notre Dame, we mm-hmm. just watched them at week zero. They got a quarterback. They no. got a quarterback. And speaking of teams tough in the trenches, that's Notre Dame. Uh, they at Wisconsin game. Granted, Wisconsin was not good. But in the trenches, they are always good. And they're at Michigan. And they're at Michigan. Uh, you know, tough. <coughs> uh, so, I, I mean, there could be losses here. And, you know, Penn State as well. At Rutgers, I shouldn't be a problem, but they are a tough physical team. So, yeah. you know, teams like that, I, I get a little worried when Ohio State gets popped in the mouth a little bit and doesn't get to, you know, just run track meets uh, against slow Big Ten teams. Uh, speaking of the third team that will at <laughs> least contend, uh, you know, Penn State went 11-2 last year, I, I think, once again, we speak to the depth of the Big Ten. There are three teams usually, and everybody else is just fodder. They don't play a very tough non-conference schedule. You, we talked earlier, we're a little bit higher on this Penn State team. Yeah. I think they'll be in and around their, you know, normal 9-10 wins, but I don't think they can 
sort of handle the Ohio States and the Michigans. And they usually at least have a tough game or drop one that they probably shouldn't, that James Franklin does weird things in the closing Yeah, I think if they had got this Ohio State game at their place this year, maybe they make that jump over Ohio State. But they're going to Ohio State. And I think that game's going to be the determining factor of who finishes right there. Uh, at or near the top uh, mm-hmm. between these two teams. I like this Penn State team. I, I like. I think they're going to be better offensively. They play pretty good defense, um, you know, compared to some other Big Ten teams. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think they get ten. Yeah, I could see it. I, I'm interested about that uh, Michigan State game at, at the end of the year played in Detroit. Yeah, it's a will be interesting, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Penn State is who they are. Maryland. Uh, <sighs> Overachieved last year, but yeah. I I don't know. They, they always seem due to lose games that they shouldn't, which they did, but they were able to win a couple games that they probably shouldn't. They were terrible in the conference. They played a pretty weak non-conference. That continues this year. Yep. So I, it's possible they repeat those eight wins, yeah. maybe. But I, I I always feel like this team is capable of, being very, very bad on any given day. Well, they've still got, you know, Tua's younger yes. brother, Talia, Tagala, Biola. Um, so, you know, he'll be... He's good, but he's, he's not great. He's not his brother, but yeah. he's up and down. He has yeah. his moments where he'll throw for he a He basically ton. fits in perfectly at Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we're, we've we've gone to the next tier. They could, they could be up as high as, you know, third or fourth, or they could be as low. I, there are a couple other teams uh, that I think could at yeah. least hang with, you know, Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, Maryland, I don't think, has no. any chance uh, of sort of beating those teams. They'll beat the lower tier when they're, you know, six, seven, eight games and yeah. sort of probably be happy and move on. Uh, we'll move to Michigan State. I, I think this is a weird one here because, uh, yeah. you know, two years ago, they won 10 games, I believe. And, and signed Mel Tucker to a huge contract. Signed Mel Tucker to a lifetime deal. Uh, you know, I, I think we both thought they overachieved yeah. uh, two years ago. Uh, but this sort of fits in that mold where I, I think they underachieved a bit last year. Uh, some things went against them. They had some injuries, uh, you know, but they also were not as, as good a team. I, I just, I don't quite know where to rate this team. I, I don't think it's like ten wins like two years ago, but I, I think they move into the. I think I think they eight get eight yeah. in category. Yeah, here. I think seven or eight's the window. You know, they actually have a semi-tough non-conference. Yeah. In the, you know, and uh, you know, Central Michigan's not a cupcake. No. they're not great. Richmond's uh, a solid subdivision team, and Washington is a really a tough. real team. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, you know, they don't have the cupcake non-conference that a lot of these teams we've already talked about. Basically, any one of the four we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, so, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to have to get their offensive going. and uh, But, you know, their defense was there. They just couldn't yeah. score very many their points. Their offense was so bad last year. Uh, now, quarterback play was some of that, and their quarterback got hurt, so they started rotating in. Uh, yeah, and then the even set, worse players than the quarterback that got hurt is <laughs> yeah, gone, yes. so it's a battle between those guys that filled in last yes. year. It, eh. it, they will have to run the ball very well yeah. to be successful. Uh, we'll move to uh, Rutgers, who got <coughs> themselves up to four wins, slowly creeping up there. Um, I, I think they could get 
two bowl eligible here this year. Uh, I, I think they have a little bit more talent than they've had the last couple of years on the offensive end. You know they're going to be tough on the defensive side of the football. Um, I, I'm interested to see if they can get enough points here uh, to sort of uh, stabilize a, a defense where you know it's going to be tough uh, and hard-nosed uh, and if they can get themselves back into bowl eligibility. Uh, I, I think about three years in, Shiano had them bowl eligible uh, the first time around, so I'm curious if he can sort of repeat that. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I don't know. You know, the – you know, we, we've talked about outside those top three teams, the Big Ten can kind of yeah. go any direction. Um, it helps that some other teams are down further well, than what they've been. Purdue's probably going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Well, my look at that is if they can win those first three, uh, Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech, I, I think those are all winnable, winnable yeah. games. Then you get the Wagner. You're at, you're at four wins there and find two in the rest of that Big Ten schedule that you can yeah. maybe slip one. That's where my thinking We've is. We've talked about how Maryland's up and down. Yeah. They could but s- you you, need, you have to win those first three. You could also drop all of your yes. Big Ten games. So. That's correct. <laughs> they need those first three, uh, yeah. and that's where we'll go. Uh, we'll move to Indiana, 4-8 uh, and eight last year. I, I think we're sort of on the uh, downside of the – Tom Allen era, it, it got off to a a sort of fun, buzzy start, but uh, it, it seems to be dropping quickly. I, I thought they were terrible last year. They had a couple good games, but overall, every time I, I watched them play, I just thought they were a bad football team. I, I don't look for that to improve this year. Yeah, week one against Ohio State, not a great uh, opener uh, way to get the momentum going. I'm interested to see how uh, Taven Jackson does at quarterback. Uh, he was back up here at Tennessee, transferred to Indiana. Uh, he's got athletic ability, maybe can make some plays. Um, but I believe they're 38, 40-point dogs against Ohio State in the yeah. opener. So, yeah. I, I think four wins would- <sighs> I would find it surprising if they hit that four-win mark again uh, from last year. Yeah, I, I, I see a win. Indiana State should beat Akron. Yeah. I don't see mm, hardly anything else. It depends on what Rutgers is. Yes, that's what it – Three. Three. Yeah. That would be my max that I think they could hit. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, close the year well, but I, I think we all sort of uh, – were disappointed with the way they played football. Uh, they were <coughs> basically a bad football team for four months of this well, season, and they were kind of transitioning into Luke Fickle's yes. offense from what you know they do traditionally, and it didn't quite gel uh, the way they liked it uh, year one. Maybe he gets a, a little bit settled and established in uh, year two, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what they are. Uh, <coughs> They got a lot of guys coming back, but it was a lot of guys who I didn't think played good football last year. Yeah. Uh, I I assume they will be improved. Uh, they are on the side of uh, football that is not very good. Yeah. So, and their schedule is pretty soft. They've got the easier division. That being said, it, it was the same last year, and they went seven and six. So, I don't know. I, I think they'll be better. I, I think they climb back into. I think that. eight. Eight, nine Maybe wins. Maybe nine. Uh, you know, and if a couple balls bounce their way, they get to that 10-win mark and are back in their, you know, uh, spot of being cannon fodder in the Big Ten championship yeah. game. Uh, Iowa, who uh, 
I thought was actually played worse football than uh, Wisconsin last year. They had a better record, but uh, I I didn't like anything I, I saw from this team. They won a handful of games early uh, that were about like ten seven, <laughs> and it, it I, I did not enjoy watching this football team play yeah. football last year. Um, I, I'm assuming they'll be similar to what they usually are, solid defensively. Uh, Mediocre on offense. If they can get any sort of offensive play, they'll probably win eight, nine, ten games. If they yeah. can't, they'll win six, seven, eight games. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, I think that eight window is probably right about where they're at. Um, probably right around where Wisconsin is. It'll come down to that game. Kirk Ferentz is still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Year number 500. Um, you know, them going into Wisconsin, uh, I think Wisconsin has the advantage there. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what Purdue is. We'll see what Michigan State is. There's some questions yes. on the schedule. If some teams turn out to be a little tougher than yeah. what they were last year, uh, maybe a little bit of a fallback year. Uh, but yeah, nothing impressive from Iowa. They just they are what they are. I think we'll sort of know too. Utah State, Iowa State, two. Uh, I wouldn't say good football teams, but at least have solid football players yeah. on the field. And if they're struggling <coughs> in those then you know basically what they're going to be. We'll move to Illinois. Burt came in and uh, got them going. Uh, eight and five last year. Um, I'm big on this team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like this team as well. I think this actually is my team coming out west. You'll see it in my futures a little later. Uh, he just knows how to win Big Ten football games. Yeah. I think that continues, especially putting them in the uh, side of the conference uh, where we already just mentioned the two teams that probably will compete here. Wisconsin and Iowa are, you know, wild cards as well. I think you throw those two teams in and it's just sort of pick who you think has the more talent and the better coaching. I think Illinois has that. They also don't pull uh, Michigan or Ohio State yes, from the other that division. that helps as well. So, uh, should be some uh, easier opportunities yeah. at wins. Uh, they uh, they get Penn State at home. So, yeah, I think this is a team that could go on a run and, and maybe make the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I think that as well. <laughs> so we're both on the uh, sort of same feeling here. Uh, I think I'm on the reverse here. I, yeah. I think this one's a, a falling star, and I think P.J. Fleck is yeah. a falling star. Uh, I've... I, I think Minnesota scrapes around here. I six wins, seven wins yeah. is what I'm feeling, and I think this could get worse too if it sort of goes bad. They, uh, you know, have a couple difficult games early in Nebraska and North Carolina. I'm just curious here. I, I, I just don't like the way this program <laughs> is going. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think PJ Flake uh, maybe on his way out this year. It's been kind of a He's had some up years. He's had some down years. Last year was okay, but... There's a lot of talk, and there's not much production ever here. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to our favorite power, um, <laughs> Nebraska. I, I like the coaching hire. Yeah, I will I say that. Uh, a guy who's won college football games everywhere he's been, and it's been at Temple and Baylor. So if you're winning football <coughs> games there, you can coach football. Does it turn around here? I mean, 
it's just hard to judge Nebraska. It's been so bad under Scott Frost, who, you know, I, I think we both thought. Everybody wanted it to work for him there. Coming to Nebraska, we all thought was a pretty good coach. Didn't work out. Bring in Rule. I, I, I don't want to say a dark horse, but I think Nebraska could be a better football team than uh, their four and eight record last yeah, year. Yeah, I think, I, I think they can get bowl eligible. I think yeah. they jump Minnesota, um, you know, and, and and get up a little bit further. Um, you know, they've got some winnable games, but you know, starting off with two road games at Minnesota yeah. at Colorado. They need to take care of business in both of those if they want to get up to that level. But I, I think Matt Rule was the that was the biggest no brainer yeah. hire of the year. I thought uh, perfect placement, and I think he can. Yeah. It, it'll only be a year or two before he gets things. Yeah, I there. think he will. Uh, it it's theoretical if they can get that win Thursday night at Minnesota, they could start the year off four and zero. I think a little bit like uh, Illinois uh, last year. Yeah, started the year off uh, pretty solid, and it sort of got them rolling. I think the same thing could have happened to Nebraska. Now the opposite could happen, too. They lose that Minnesota yeah. game, then go into Colorado, lose that. Then we're talking uh, into uh, bad territory for Nebraska. Uh, we'll transition to uh, bad. Uh, I don't know how it could get much worse. Uh, Northwestern, uh, they were atrocious uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, granted, uh, I, I didn't have... I did enjoy <coughs> betting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it got worse in the offseason. Um, theoretically, they're going to continue playing football. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have players. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a coach. Uh, they have Braun in there now. But yeah. Uh, something new could pop any day, and <laughs> there could be a change amongst others. Um there's only one way to go, and that's up. Yes, but I, I, I <laughs> honestly, I, I think I'd be a little stunned if they won more than the one game. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, they've got Howard on the schedule. Uh, that, they should be able to win that one. But, I, but that's so at deep Rutgers, in there. UTEP if, at Duke. If they're getting blown out early, uh, yeah, that it will be bad for Northwestern. Uh, I think this is another wild card in here because yeah. I. We were talking a little bit. I, I don't think either of us know what to expect from this Purdue team. Uh, you know, we were both big fans of, of Rom uh, there, uh, and, and we liked betting on him because he, he sort of got the best out of this Purdue football team. Uh, Ryan Walters, who was a defensive coordinator at uh, Illinois, uh, takes over. I honestly have no clue what this team's going to be. I don't know if they're transitioning, if we get holdover from – you know, uh, the Brahm scraps left over. Uh, I just, I think it's going to be bad, personally, and it's going to be a complete retool. But Well, they do get Hudson card uh, yeah. transfer from Texas coming in uh, to play quarterback. Uh, we'll see I, how that goes. I love when guys transfer who can't win jobs at places where the quarterbacks weren't all that good to begin with. Yeah, I, I I don't think they repeat what they did last year. I think we're going to have a little drop-off. I'd probably off. trust it more if Braum was still there. Um, they, I think this is a team that might get bowl eligible, but it wouldn't shock me to see them only get four wins. Well, that's what I... I, I don't see they get getting eight. I'm. It's probably how quick the fall goes and then the rebuild back uh, because basically their coaching hire was... Like the exact opposite of Brom. Yeah. So I, I just don't quite know what's coming around the uh, corner there. Uh, you got a winner for the Big Ten? Um, 
I think it's going to be Michigan. You're going Michigan. Uh, we'll wait till my future's for <laughs> Big Ten. If you made me pick, I'd probably pick Michigan as well. But uh, we'll wait till the futures. All right, let's go to the ACC. Uh, Clemson Tigers uh, sort of ended the year on a good note. <laughs> I guess uh, played better. <laughs> they won football games yeah. once they made the quarterback change. It, it, I didn't think it looked, you know. They went undefeated and, in the conference, but it was probably like one of the worst yes, years for the ACC that's, of all time. The offense did not look <laughs> good, and the defense was not as good as it had been. Yeah. Does that turn around? I don't know. I Do they have a running back, which this team is needed uh since they haven't had one since atn basically left and yeah you know three or four previous before that they haven't been great offensively the quarterback looked better yeah than the one there previously but what do you make of clemson here i I, back into contender or sort of what they've been the last couple years I, i think they'll be uh i don't know I, I just don't know if the ACC can produce a national contender uh, right now. Um, it'll it'll kind of depend on what Florida State is. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, Notre Dame's going to be tough this year. I don't know if they can get that one. Um, they got to go to they always Miami. struggle at Syracuse as well. Yeah, and I just – I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to make a huge jump from what they were last year. Yeah. I mean, it's the same – team pretty much mm-hmm. um unless they can just get some rhythm on on offense and and, and figure out a way to manufacture points i think that's the whole thing if they yeah. can sort of figure out how to get to 25 or 30 yeah they're probably good but i mean the last two years but they haven't been able to figure out how to get to 20 but north <laughs> north carolina can score points yeah. south carolina can score points Wake, Notre, uh, yeah now they might be down but i assume Whoever Clawson <laughs> is going to score points. So uh, I think there's definitely some losable games on their schedule. I, I think I think ten wins is probably where they're going to be, which is what they were last yeah. year. You know, almost what they were last year. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't think they jump up back into undefeated realm yeah. again. Yeah, I offense I, I will be dialed in not early, but that Florida State game and see where that offense uh, lies. Uh, speaking of Florida State, slow start, uh, great close for Florida State. I think we both sort of got on this bandwagon yeah. and started milking uh, money out of this cash machine late in the season when they really started to dominate, and uh, Mike Norvell really got things going, yeah. and it it looked like that Memphis program, uh, you know, offensively, mm-hmm. and, you know, Florida State plug-and-play always uh, on the defensive you know, side of the football, they always have playmakers. Uh, can they make the leap into sort of national championship contenders? Here? I think it really comes down to that game one yeah. against LSU. Uh, you know, I, which I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I like Jordan Travis as a quarterback, yeah. but I just, I'm not impressed with many of these ACC teams. And uh, I do like Florida State. I, I like them better than Clemson. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, I think, it, you know, we'll see. You know, like we've got that LSU game early, and then that at Clemson is week yeah. four. So we're going to know pretty early if they're going to be a national championship contender. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, we probably won't be taking Wake uh, this year for Florida State. <laughs> Here's a, a team I'm curious about. Uh, you'll see it uh, on our futures. Uh, quarterback, uh, I think we both uh, liked at Boston College, transfers yeah. here. I'm 
honestly, I think this is a little bit of a dark horse in the ACC. Yeah. I think if well, if Phil is healthy, and I think this Pitt Panther team, I don't know about defensively, but I think offensively they'll be able to score. Well, we've, we've seen what this Pitt team can do when they've got a good yeah. quarterback, and we love this guy that's coming I in. I think we like uh, this guy better than. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this, this could be a bit of a dark horse. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, they've got a pretty favorable schedule, but it's kind of backloaded at the end. Yeah. So um, they could start off, you know, 6-0 and and maybe even 7-0, and and then everybody will be talking about them. But then they got Notre Dame and Florida State back-to-back. So, yeah. um, But, heck, even if they can make it through the season only losing two games, that's a heck of a year for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just defensively yeah. is where the questions are. If they can at least hold up, I think they could be a contender if they're leaking. Uh, I think they nine and four yeah. is probably their ceiling. But if their defense is steady enough, mm-hmm. uh, I think they could be a dark horse in the ACC. Uh, North Carolina, <laughs> I think. Well, I, I think you sort of know what you're going to get. <laughs> is that you never <laughs> quite know what you're going to get? They're probably going to score points. They got uh, Drake May back at quarterback. Soon they will score points. Uh, <coughs> granted, they, there this... will always be the. Horseshoe where they score like ten and lose some fifteen ten game, but um, talent um, here. But it, it sort of it it seems like North Carolina is what they are. They're gonna lose some stupid games, and that's just the way it is. And yeah. they'll probably be nine and five, eight and four. Uh, yeah, theoretically. Could get to ten and two, but uh, I don't think they're going to compete for the conference. No, I just I think they'll lose too many stupid games uh, yeah. where they don't do smart things or they give up, you know, seventy points to Appy State, something like that. Uh, probably in the same sort of territory as North Carolina. Yeah, uh, you another team that can win games and lose you games. Never quite know what you're <laughs> going to get. Uh, you know, second year of crystal ball. Um, last year it had talent, but I don't think it had talent in the places that Crystal Ball likes to have talent. It's much different than North Carolina. Crystal Ball's always been, you know, offensive, defensive line kind of guy. North Carolina's always been sort of uh, shifty, fast uh, receivers and uh, running backs and quarterbacks. I don't quite know what we're getting here. Uh, a it's lot a, of guys coming back. Yeah, it's so mostly the same team as last year, so maybe that cohesiveness helps yeah. um, win some of these games. I if think they the weren't. quarterback will be better too. Yeah, it's Van Dyke again. Yes. I think uh, he started off really, really slow uh, yeah. last year and sort of found like, his but, rhythm yeah. late. Uh, that didn't always go in wins because their defense wasn't up to snuff. I think the defense will be better. I, I just. It, it's just like Carolina. Predicting this team is, you have no idea. They'll beat it, it, They'll beat Texas A&M, lose to MTSU, yeah. is essentially what you're getting. Uh, talent-wise, can probably play with the top teams, but never seems to consistently be able to put together a 12-game stretch of anything. Yeah, I think a, a big momentum uh, getter for them could be that game against A&M yeah. in Week 2. Yeah. Uh, they're they going to need to get also that one. Could then lose to Miami, Ohio, week one. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me. All right, uh, I, I think basically we're probably going to have the same review yeah. for uh, I think the whole of the ACC here. Uh, I'm, I like State, this team I'd a little. I'd say is a more stable. You, yeah. They sort of 
win eight games every year, uh, but they never sort of make that leap into. Whereas I think Miami, North Carolina, capable of making a leap into competing. I, I always sort of see NC State eight wins. <laughs> well, I, I think one thing that they've got going for them, I think um, uh, Doran's offense usually finds ways for good quarterbacks yes. to find success. And I, I like the quarterback they bring in the transfer from Virginia and uh, Brennan Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes from an offense that kind of restricted what he was able yeah. to do. And, and NC State, I think, will let him turn it loose a little bit more and really showcase his abilities. Yeah. Uh, and I see this as a team that could put up some points. Well, I think when you first saw Armstrong, uh, when uh, the old BYU coach was there, I think that was two years ago, yeah. you sort of saw it more uh, what Armstrong could do than the year before where they sort of <coughs> had him shackled a little bit. I'll yeah. be interested to see, uh, but uh, I figure you'll do your one bet a year. I think week one, I've already got a play on him. So. <laughs> it's coming, but uh, I, just, <coughs> I, I sort of see what they are, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, Louisville. Um, actually, I, I, you know, when we were doing our futures, I was stunned this win total was what it was, especially with Malik Cunningham out of there now. You know, I, I think Malik was a sort of hot or cold guy, but he was their whole sort of offense. Brom comes in. We already mentioned what yeah. we like. Do you think he can sort of grow upon that eight wins right off the bat? I, I don't think so. I thought it was very aggressive, their win total, when I was looking up their futures. I think we have a year or two That's where what they I regress. Figured. I think we drop back to maybe bowl eligibility yeah. at first. Um, but then when he starts getting guys he wants, he finds a quarterback yeah. that he wants to build around. Um, maybe they get going a little bit. But definitely I think we're going to see a drop-off at first. I, I thought we were going to see a drop-off too, not to mention Louisville's whole athletic department is just a mess of yeah. everything. Uh, but, I, I you know, I have to go by what Vegas sees. They see talent there. So yeah. I, you know, it I helps that both Virginia and Virginia Tech are down. Yeah, we're about to make our way into the <laughs> – the previous teams, I think, could all be contenders. Uh, the next handful, no. I don't know. Uh, Duke really played well. Uh, I, I Overachieved, I, I thought. I thought way overachieved. <laughs> I'm curious if we get the same sort of thing. Could have a massive drop-off here. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge Mike Elko guy, but, I mean, i got to respect it with what he did last year. He, he did the Cutcliffe thing where he took a team of, you know, not as talented players got them playing. I, I'm just I'd be stunned if they were a, yeah. able to repeat that. I think this, I form. think they've got a pretty tough schedule this year. I uh, I, I I see five six sort of wins. I don't here. I don't even know if they can get the non-con at Connecticut. Yeah, uh, they're kind of a scrappy independent team. Well, they're coming to Tennessee too, so you better watch out, <laughs> my Huskies. <laughs> uh, but I just I don't. I don't know how many conference games. I mean, it, it really is going to depend on how bad Virginia is. Yeah, uh, I think so. It, it, it's sort of a wait and see uh, yeah. there. Uh, we go to Wake Forest. Uh, they it, it was sort of a reverse here because uh, Louisville, I thought they, uh, you know, overrated a little bit, and they were really, really down on Wake. I, I get it. They lost know, their quarterback. Lost their quarterback, but uh, – I'm in a little bit of Wake is a little bit plug and play. I I love Sam Hartman. I I think he's a really good quarterback. I've been underrated. But I I sort of think Dave Clawson 
knows how to win football games. Yeah. And he'll find his way. Well, I think this team's definitely going to be 4-0 uh, going into that Clemson game. And then they've got, a, you know, Virginia Tech after that, uh, potentially, you know, 6-0 and or 5-1 yeah. and uh, halfway through the season. And that sets you up for pretty much repeating what you did last year with only eight wins. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're going to match what they did last year, maybe even improve on it. The only thing I can think is defensively, uh, I mean, they can't get much worse. But they don't get any better defensively, and, and there's some drop-off on the offense. But I, I, I'd i just be stunned if Wake isn't what Wake's been, where they can just score points pretty yeah. easily, especially on any team who doesn't have, you know, elite-level defenders. And even teams who have had elite-level defenders, <coughs> they've been able to light up. I mean, yeah. you've seen it the last couple of years versus, you know, like Florida State and Clemson. They've been able to put points on those teams. Um you know, Syracuse, I, I'm interested where you sit here. Uh, I, I like Dino Babers, and he maxed, maxed out what this team yeah, was capable. I think this team cost me a few picks <laughs> last year. Capable of. Can he do it again? He, he just can't seem to get talent there, which has probably been the problem with Syracuse for 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, they can't, they just can't seem to get enough talent there, but. Dino seems to be able to work with it. I, I'd be stunned, though, if they could get to that seven-win mark. Again. I, I don't think so. I'd, I'd be stunned if they get to six wins, yeah. honestly. I think this team falls down to you know three or four wins this year, back where they are more comfortable mm-hmm. being in the last uh, couple of decades. So, uh, yeah, I think you know his success last year will probably keep his job, even if he drops off. I mean, expectations that here, Syracuse aren't that high. I, 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 wouldn't, I would not understand why you'd fire him he's shown if he has anything to work yeah. with he can get wins uh I, I don't know what you bring in there that yeah. you know I, I think Syracuse is just one of those programs that you know it, it was great in the you know late 80s uh early 90s when they were in the big east and I just think it's one of those programs that has died down you aren't going to be able to get talent there and I think Dino maximizes talent so why you get rid of him I just it it would confuse me if you'd fire him because I just I, I I don't find many more than two to three wins on their schedule. Yeah, I you know it's just what it is. Uh, this one I I think could be bad, but Boston College always sort of seems to find a way to scrap together a few wins. Last year they did not. Um, I'm curious how long this coach. Yeah. I, Boston College is patient, but. It's usually about a four or five year window where they expect. I don't think they expect, you know, ten win teams, but I, I think they like to be around that seven eight win mark. And yeah, there's this no way team is just not capable of that. So I, I see a lot of what we had last year, and they um, don't have the quarterback. Yeah, either. I, I think they're going to be lacking quarterback play. They're not going to put points on the board, and uh, just not going to be a great team. I don't. I mean, I they I weren't think, even that great defensively last year. Yeah, either. and I. I I really, you can only circle maybe two or three winnable mm-hmm. games on their schedule uh, with the team of their talent. I wouldn't mess around with Holy Cross <coughs> either. That, <laughs> their quarterback is probably better than the one that's playing at Boston yeah. College. I'll say that at least. Uh, speaking of uh, down <laughs> programs. I mentioned both of these teams. Yeah. Uh, starting with Virginia Tech. Starting with Virginia Tech. uh Hard to judge. Uh, you know, Brent Pry didn't have much to work with last year. I, I don't think it's improved that much. Uh, I'm curious if, if 
how long he will get. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how patient for this Jim. is. This is a program that expects to be in a bowl yes, every year it, or I, higher. I, I think with what Beamer brought, they yeah. expect to be nine, ten wins at least, contending for the ACC. Now they haven't been that uh, for a while, but I, I can't see them being very good. No, at all. They were pretty terrible last year, and I don't see. I mean. I don't know what they've brought in that could make them get that jump. Yeah, I, three would be about their maximum. Um, speaking of programs, Brent Key takes over. Uh, I will say once he, he took over, they played better. Uh, any chance they, they grow upon this? I, I mean, that last half of the year, they were playing pretty good football, but I, I don't know. It, I think there's room to grow in the ACC, but I, I just don't think this team has much talent, and I, I think it's sort of six wins would be a a, a very good season for them. <clears throat> yeah, this just isn't a good Georgia Tech team, and it's it's weird how their their offense has changed into a more traditional offense. Yeah. And I'm just not how used to that worked out. <laughs> I, I'm not used to watching that at Georgia Tech. I thought they had more success, uh, yes. you know, running that option and. And well, Ken's free. Maybe they'll hire him next. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> I would love that. But, you know, I, I just, you know, Georgia Tech's happy if they can make a bowl game, but I don't know if they're going to get that. Yeah. I. The, the only thing you can say is once they got rid of the coach and Key took over, they started to play pretty good football. But I, I, I'd i be stunned if they could get to six. Um, this one, I, I, I have no idea what we're getting out of Virginia here. This could be pretty, pretty ugly. Uh, I Ever since uh, Bronco Mendenhall left, uh, this program basically is in shatters. Yeah. Uh, any chance Virginia can even sniff four wins? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I They might be better than Boston College. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but no, this is just a team that's in shambles, and and it's going to take a really big time hire and and some players to build yeah. this thing back. I, I mean, if you look at it between the Bronco Mendenhall, uh, Brent Mendenhall hire, in between this program was just yeah. a complete nothing. Bronco brought them back to you know at least contendability, but it just seems like it's bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of hovering around the bottom. They'll look forward to basketball season. All right, that uh, wraps up our college football. That's preview. all our previews. You got an ACC pick for us? I'm going to go with Florida State. I'm going to go Florida State as well. So uh, I, futures, I might have a little something different. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the NFL. and Two uh, divisions today. Two divisions today. Let's uh, go out west. I, I think the most interesting release... Uh, was out west uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they cut Cole McCoy over the weekend. Yeah. Brought in Josh Dobbs and uh, have Dobbs and Clayton Toon as their quarterback. Um, I think that sort of signified <coughs> this team uh, wants Caleb Williams next year, even though they have uh, Kyler Murray, who they're paying a lot of money to. Because I, I can't think of any other reason why you'd, cut Colt McCoy because he's capable of winning games and 
bring in Dobbs and have well, not Clayton to mention tuned. trade a pick for Dobbs yes. as well. Um, <laughs> also, they traded Isaiah Simmons, who yeah. granted never seemed to fit in Arizona, uh, but I, I I feel like that was more Arizona. I always liked Isaiah Simmons at Clemson. I think he ended up in a bad situation there, but. Uh, I think this team might be like really, 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 yeah. really bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna. You know, they, you know, what playmakers they have on defense are old. Yes, their offense isn't gonna do much of anything. Well, um, it's certainly not if Dobbs or Clayton <laughs> Tune is playing. Well, uh, we'll see how long it takes Kyler Murray to get back to the field. If, if they want him back on the field. <laughs> Yeah, it might be better just to hold him and then <laughs> not let people see <laughs> continued poor play from him, and then maybe they can unload him. Though I'd be very interested to see who would trade for that. Uh, I, I'm I'm thinking Arizona could possibly be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, this season. Yeah, definitely. Especially if we're getting uh, ten games of. While well, I think Josh Dobbs was a great college quarterback. Uh, I'm not 100% sold he's going to go into the Arizona Cardinals and uh, light up. I yeah. think he was brought in there to lose a lot of football games for them. So I, I just, everything is ick here uh, in Arizona. <laughs> uh, we'll move to the Rams uh, next here. Uh, it, it's not much better here. Uh, yeah, this is a team that, another team kind of like the Bucks. Uh-huh. they went all in. Other than got their Super Bowl, uh, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup are on the team. Uh, yeah, everything else I, I think is bordering on below average. Um, Stafford comes back. I, I'm curious how long he lasts. He's already got his wife complaining, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm curious how long that lasts. Tough offensive line, bad O line, doesn't get the protection. I, I'm I don't even know if. I, I mean, Cup's one of the best receivers in the game, but he is coming back off an injury, so I, I don't even know how healthy he will be to start the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald, uh, I I still regard him as one of the best defenders in the game, but I think we saw a little bit of a drop there. Yeah. Plus, he, he's each year it seems he's getting less and less help from the outside. Uh, you think there's a chance if, say, they start to slip, he... Gets injured and ends up on the bench. I'm more curious with, you know, there's been retirement talk two years in a row. Yeah. From Donald, from Stafford, from the coach. I, I, I'm wondering if this ends up just as bad as Arizona's situation. And, and then we get a lot of uh, say goodbyes. Uh, yeah. You know, but the, hey, the, they got their Super Bowl. The they got their Super Bowl. They're paying the price for it. <laughs> it also seems that, uh, you know, Cronky seems to throw his money around <laughs> in different spurts. He threw it at LA and Denver and Arsenal were not getting a ton of money. And now Arsenal and Denver are the ones competing for titles. They seem to be uh, getting a little bit more of the money than the Rams are at the moment. Um, I don't think they'll be as bad as the Cardinals because they still do have some remnants uh, of some good players. Yeah, uh, But I, I don't think this team will be good. Well, and, you know, as a, a team that's got a lot of pieces they need, do you really want to finish middle of the pack, or do you well, want to try to secure some better picks? Do you picks? think this team is even 
capable of finishing 500. I, I mean, most NFL teams, if things you know go right, can be in and around 500. I, I just don't know if I, I can see them. Yeah, I, that I, tender yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I, I can I give you so. a case for pretty much 95 percent of. The teams I think six at least get into five. I think their window is like six to nine. Yeah, at the most. See, um, I thought it. I think it's. I think it's more in the four to eight. I mean, we'll range. see how long Stafford sticks around. That's, I think he's good enough. I'm wondering maybe. how quick he gets injured or just isn't playing well, and they yeah. see what the Georgia. I mean, he's about ready to retire yeah, as well. See so. what the Georgia kid has. I yeah. mean, I'm not expecting much there, but you know, throw him out there, see if he hits like a Brock Purdy, and if he doesn't, we draft a quarterback in the upcoming draft. Uh, let's move into the. I think the other two teams I, yeah. I would call contenders in the whole of the NFC. <coughs> we'll start out with the Seahawks here. Um, yeah. I really, really like this team. I, I think this is my other team that has a shot at at least coming out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. On the offensive side of things, they are loaded up. Uh, you know, Lockett, Medcalf. They picked up Smith and Jigba. <laughs> they picked up Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Brought Noah Fant in. A lot of weapons for Geno. Geno Smith played good quarterback yeah. last year. Honestly, you probably could easily throw him in the top one or two in the NFC of quarterbacks. And yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think the question comes, how much of a progression on defense did they make? They started to come around towards the uh, back end of last year. If this defense grows even more, I think they are a legit contender here in the NFC for sure. Yeah, I definitely, I think they're definitely a lock for the playoffs uh, yeah. with as weak as the NFC. Um, I don't know if they can win the division against the 49ers, uh, who we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, I think. They've... I know of one way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> in a minute. But yeah, I think they're, I think. You know they've they've shored up their offense even more, but I I like you said I don't know if the offense was the problem last year. Yeah. We'll see if some of these guys can grow into their roles on the defense and and get some continuity there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think at worst they repeat what they did yeah, last year. I that I think at that's at worst we get what we got last year, um, and at best they could make an Eagles like jump. I don't know. They aren't as talented, but I yeah. mean wins wise, especially with the division they're playing in. Yeah. Uh they could make a leap here. Let's go to the final team. <laughs> and uh basically every position here is too deep with elite players except, except for, for one. <laughs> the one that matters in the NFL. Uh I, I mean I don't think you can argue anything here. Ayuk, Samuel, Jennings, McCaffrey, uh Trent Williams, Kittle, uh, basically everything on their defense is of elite variety. Uh, Purdy comes back off the elbow surgery and off uh, basically well, no one knowing. They dumped Lance. They dumped Lance. Uh, let's ask the Purdy question first. I mean, he doesn't have to be good. He basically has to repeat last year and get the ball to the weapons. Here's my thing. I... I thought they pulled the trigger on Lance a little bit too early. Yeah. Uh, because what if Purdy's you know like season last year was a unicorn? What if he comes out and he's just terrible this year? Yeah. Well, the, I, we should we should dive it. You know, basically Trey Lance hasn't played football. Yeah. For four five years now, he 
He played that one year at North Dakota State, I believe, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Won the championship in the subdivision. Granted, not, you know, elite competition, but... I mean, North Dakota State is an elite football team and runs a pro-style offense. They probably have just as many, you know, players drafted from their system as, you know, some of those, you know, Cal, you know, type schools. So I I don't knock that. And then, you know, COVID season knocks out his second year of getting playing time in college, comes in to San Francisco. They make, I'll just, a stupid trade to trade up. It's yeah. much pressure on him. He breaks his finger in training camp, and, you know, Garoppolo takes over that first year. So he basically gets no snaps his rookie year, breaks his ankle in that second year when he was going to take over the job, and, you know, is coming back from that, gets thrown into this, you know, quarterback competition. He just hasn't played football. I, There's no way to know what yeah. he is. Now, granted, they see him <coughs> in practice. They probably don't want to mess with the Purdy thing because it went so well. I just... I don't understand the Darnold thing, I think, is probably the elephant in the room. Well, I also don't understand the urgency in getting rid of Lance, and, unless you're just trying to show Purdy the support. But my thing is, is say Purdy comes out and is crap. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have Lance in your pocket to at least throw back out there and try him again? Well, that's what I, I just – what are you getting with Sam Darnold? I, I know what I'm getting. Well, you're getting we've interceptions. We've seen him at two teams, and we've yeah. seen him throw, yeah, interceptions. It, it, it speaks, I've talked about it before, you know, I, I think Shanahan is a good coach, but I think the ego there is of, I can take any quarterback and make him fit. I think that grows even more because, you know, he basically threw Brock Purdy in there who was, let's say, an average college quarterback yeah. and threw him into NFL. He became good enough for this <coughs> San Francisco team, so... I just feel like Shanahan thinks he can take whoever, yeah, including Sam Darnold, Oof. who we watched tank Carolina's season last year, well, including that final game. Here's the thing. I think this works with a quarterback that doesn't lose you games. And I think that's what you Purdy don't could need. Be. You don't need a quarterback to win you games. Mm-hmm. But Darnold is a guy that most definitely can lose well, you football games. That's my concern. Purdy comes in, he either gets hurt, not fully healthy, you know, goes back to what everybody thought he was coming out of yeah. college, and then you're going Sam Darnold, and then we're getting bad interceptions, bad fumbles, bad sacks taken, and as good as that defense is and as many weapons as San Francisco has, they begin to hover around yeah. the 500 team. It just, it, it's not concerning, concerning as long as Purdy can basically replicate, which is get the ball out. So Samuel, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey, yeah, and let this defense crush teams into dust. Hopefully McCaffrey can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, that being said, the backup running back yeah. was fine as well before that. So I, I, this team has everything, but I think you still have to question what's under center. And I think if it gets to that Darnold, I, I drop a lot. Yeah. Once Sam Darnold becomes involved into that equation, maybe it ends up like a Geno Smith thing, but Geno Smith never had interception problems. It was actually the other way around where he was overly cautious and would just check down every time. It just it worries me a little bit yeah. that their quarterback situation is Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. I I thought they quit on Lance early. I think you think the same. All right, let's move to 
First off, your winner. Oh. I think I know who it is. You going Seahawks? I, I think Purdy manages to stay healthy and, and does enough. I think it's going to be Niners. Let me, futures-wise, <laughs> if I'm betting, I, I'm putting money on Seahawks. If you just ask me to pick, I just, the Niners' talent is. Yeah. They could <laughs> run the ball every play. That's what I mean. I Honestly, they played the stupid NFC Championship game without a quarterback, and they were still in it for three quarters. Yeah. So, you know, as long as that defense is there, I think they can make their way. But yeah. I, I don't think Seattle's a joke. So yeah. I, I'm futures-wise, we'll get to that show next week. There's going to be money on Seattle, uh, certainly. You said San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move to the AFC East. This is... Actually, kind of an interesting division here. Uh, well, I, I think just overall, the AFC. Basically, three of the four are pretty interesting divisions. The AFC South is interesting <laughs> in its own way. Uh, but uh, let's go uh, Let's go, Patriots here first. Um, I, I think defensively, this team will be one of the best <coughs> defensive teams in the leagues they were last year. They usually are under Bill. We flip to the offensive side of things. Uh, granted, a bad defensive coordinator will not be running the offense. Yeah, that's a plus. But uh, I, I, I'm still not. I don't think they picked up enough weapons. I'm not a hundred percent sold. Uh, I Bill O'Brien is a giant upgrade over what was had last year. Yeah. Um, their guards are already hurt along the offensive line. Their offensive line was pretty poor last year. I think that hurts Mac Jones. I'm still not sold on their weapons. Granted, they may make a move. Granted, you know, Parker Smith-Schuster is good. Parker's never healthy. Smith-Schuster is a solid receiver, but I don't think anyone would be. That's a number one who could yeah. carry you. And Kendrick Bourne is a deep threat, you know. Uh, it's not somebody you can count on. I just don't think these weapons are here. Uh, you know, they pick up Zeke. I, I, I this team's going to be what it is. I am assuming a ground-and-pound team who tries to speed up the game, run the ball, and let their defense go to work here. Yeah, I, I just think they would have benefited greatly from getting a big-time wide receiver, a free agent, or, or trading for somebody. Um, and that move still could happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe they scalp someone from a team that falls apart early. Um, but, yeah, I think Mac Jones def desperately needs another weapon. Uh, if... Hopkins was the one rumored who ended up going to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll get to that when we get to the South. I think that could have helped this Do Patriots you think team. it would have helped? I, You know, I'm hot and cold on it because you don't always know what you're getting from Hopkins uh, health-wise more than yeah. production-wise, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, granted, I think that will help. Do you think – what do you think the ceiling is for this team? I, I think that's – Probably what we have to go here for a lot of these AFC. Teams. Well, it's so tough because the rest of their division is is up and coming and, yeah. and, and could be better. Um, I, I I don't see how they make a jump and win the division, and and I think they're borderline. You know, we've talked about how strong the AFC yeah. is. It's going to be tough to even get a wild card. Well, that's just I don't know if I can put this. There's a chance, uh, especially if like the Jets fall apart. We'll get to them next, but I just don't. Know if there's enough offensively that they can stay in games. 
you know, uh, with some of these teams who have been able to score points on them like the Bills. Uh, let's go to, you know, the said Jets here. Uh, this is an interesting one. It's everybody's uh, preseason darling. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes there. Uh, you know, uh, the Green Bay castoffs go there. They pick up Hardman. I, I don't know. Are we counting that as a pickup? They <laughs> make three or four explosive plays on the year. Um, Wilson, probably the a second year out of Garrett Wilson. Uh, defensively, I, I think really is <coughs> where this team sets the tone, especially you know out on the corners. Yeah. They can go there, and then they just have uh, you know havoc wreckers uh, along the defensive line. I, I think they're a little little weak along the linebacker territory, but uh, uh, I think the real question is: Can Aaron Rodgers hold up with this offensive line that uh, possibly is the worst in the NFL? Well, I just think you know, I know Aaron was unhappy at Green Bay, and I think that's why he underperformed last year. I don't think he was in it, um, but offensively, outside of Wilson, what is different on this team than what he had at Green Bay? And honestly, this line is worse. Yeah, much um, worse. So, you know, got Brees Hall at running back, got a strong defense, but it's good. It's it's still going to be him scrambling and running around trying to create on offense. I think, and um, you know, maybe he'll won't mind it as much here. Uh, but I, I I just don't know if it's going to translate. I don't know if we're going to have this big boom that a lot of people are expecting with the Jets. Yeah, I I'm. I'm sort of turned here. Like, I think actually the Patriots could be better than this Jets team. I just, along that line, I don't think they're very good. I I know everybody's hyping up Bracey Hall, but I'm not sold he's going to be back, back. That, you know, he blew out his ACL like six months ago. It it wasn't like a blowout in the preseason. It was like the back end of the season. Uh, I think... They sort of told you that when they went and picked up Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think they add Dalvin Cook if they're watching the practice field and see Bracey Hall making explosive runs. And along this, they're going to have to be able to run the ball and, and sort of not get in third and long situations because <coughs> if they get behind the chains, there's no way they're holding up on along the line. Rodgers gets hit. How long he stays healthy, I think some of the problem last year, too, was he got hit, he hurt his hand. He wasn't able to make throws. And I, you know, I don't see how this is much different than that Packers team last year, who which had a pretty solid defense, decent running backs, eh, offensive line, and, you know, some a explosive receiver on yeah. the outside and some okay receivers <laughs> yeah. in between. It, it just, it seems very Green Bay light. And it's Green Bay light going into a tougher freaking conference. So yeah. I'm not 100% sold this team's going to be great, great. Now, one that might have the chance here is the Miami Dolphins uh, if the quarterback can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean. I don't think he ever recovered from the no. <laughs> three or four concussions he got at the beginning of last Possibly year. Possibly five or six that <laughs> were not concussions, though he was asleep on the field. Um, uh, offensively, this team's going to score a whole yeah. lot of points. Uh, defensively, probably is a little bit where the questions come in. Uh, they'll get a full year out of Bradley Chubb here. 
Um, he, he wasn't great last year, but I think some of that, he wasn't totally healthy. Yeah. And midseason trade, I think, is a lot of uh, weirdness. Christian Watkins will be there. I think the outside is where you have a, a couple questions. Howard wasn't that great last year, yeah. though he has been a, a, mm-hmm. a elite corner before. You bring in Eli Apple. I, I think everybody knows Eli Apple has not been that great throughout his whole career. It, it's can the defense hold up? Uh, line create enough havoc, and can Tua hold up? I, I think are the questions here with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I, I think if Tua can hold up. It takes a lot of pressure off the defense yes. because you know they're going to score points with Tua in there. He's going to get the ball to this, these, these two awesome playmakers he's got in Waddle and Hill. And uh, and you know they're going to be putting up 30 points a game if yeah. he's playing their quarterback, which gives a lot of relief to the defense. But if he goes out, um, I think it just puts too much pressure on this defense and they'll collapse. But yeah. um, Every game he played that he was healthy, uh, the Dolphins. I think upside football. compared to the last two teams we talked about. Yeah. Upside, this team has higher upside. Yeah. But I also think they could swing. They're the most volatile. Yeah. I think they could swing to the bottom of the division as well. Yeah. So uh really just depends on some health and and, and if they can keep making those plays that they did yeah. last year. I I think those plays are coming. When you have Hill and Waddle up Yeah, there. I mean, you can't, you can't <laughs> double both of them. Yeah. Um, I think you'll make plays, you know, to a health, uh, very, very important. And if they can get those <laughs> explosive plays, then the defense can start to – pin their ears back, force turnovers. Yeah. That's when they become good. You could talk me into them being fringe Super Bowl contenders if everything breaks right uh, there. All right, uh, let's go to one of the probably legit Super Bowl contenders here. Uh, offensively, I don't think you have much to worry about. I, I Josh Allen dropped off a little bit towards the end, but I think that was it. There was a very definitive line from that Jets game when he got hit and something went wrong with elbow or shoulder to what was going on in the first half of the season. Uh, You know, uh, they bring in Damian Harris from the Patriots. I thought that was a pretty good ad. Running back depth, maybe you can hate a little bit uh, on the receiver, but I still like Gabriel Davis. I thought he was a pretty good number two. Uh, Diggs, nothing to worry about. Line is a little soft, uh, but they sort of hide that because Josh Allen can do whatever he wants. I think the questions come, what can this defense do? Because you saw it in the playoff game when the Bengals just shredded them. I'm confused by their draft. You know, I thought they had the potential to shore up a weakness, and they they brought in another tight end, even though they've got uh, Dawson Knox. So I I thought that was a little weird. We're getting camp raves, though. You know how you love those. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't think another weapon on this offense is what you needed. I think you needed protection for Allen or or something to shore up the defense a little bit. Well, I think if you were going to go another weapon too, you'd go like an upgrade on that number two receiver slot. Yeah, and 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 so we'll see here. I I think this is a team that I believe their window's starting to close. Yeah, I and I, I think there's grumblings. Like I've, I think I've seen some stuff on Diggs might be wanting out. Um, we'll see. But is it is it this year or bust? It's it's, it's starting covering. to feel that way. Uh, now, I think you sort of play things in sections. I think they'll always sort of be, as long as Josh Allen's healthy. Yeah, they'll. It's one of those things where they're capable of winning nine, ten games, getting in the playoffs. Will they be Super Bowl contenders? I think, you know, if this year's team doesn't do it, you probably have to start to 
rebuild, remold, you know, and maybe Diggs goes, <coughs> maybe Davis goes, you clear out the cap. I, I think, well, I think you've already seen it. They let a couple of the defensive guys go, the linebackers. Yeah. Uh, so they might start that rebuild next year if this team doesn't make that run. I think you always stay contender as long as Josh Allen's your quarterback. I think, you know, he can win nine, ten games pretty much no matter what. Now, Super Bowl contenders, I, I think this is probably the last year for that. And then we see if there's a rebuild. But defensively would be my questions. You don't quite know when Vaughn Miller's coming back. Now, I don't think that matters early. He did go on the PUP list, but I think that's more of... He did make a lot of plays for them last yeah, year. Yeah, I think their goal is to have him healthy and ready by the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, Poyer and Hyde come back too. I, I think people sort of forget both those guys got hurt last yeah. year and they didn't have them in the playoffs. Those two are two of the best safeties in the league. They covered a, a lot of those problems. Uh, and once you lost Miller, they didn't quite have the pass rush. So yeah. we'll see if the defense bounces back a little bit, but that would be my main question with them. Uh, is the defense going to get a pass rush and how healthy are Hyde and Poyer too, yeah. uh, if they can make a full recovery uh, on that. But definitely a, a contender nonetheless. So AFC East, you got a surprise coming out of there. Um, I'm going to roll with Miami. You're going to roll with Miami? Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I, <laughs> I think that's a 12-win guarantee sort of. So uh, Buffalo for me. All right, that wraps up the Wager Zone. Yeah. Uh, be sure to catch all our shows. We're going to have our picks, college football picks the first weekend for that. We're going to have our college football sh show on the Wager Zone. That will also be on there. You'll want to catch that. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Catch all our shows on YouTube, on GLN TV. That's our show, and we're out. Just where I'm gonna land. Only the word is crash. <laughs>